Blog Talk Radio. tonight on the end going into the end of 2023 
heading into a new day, a new year, a new season for you to look for the new things that God is about to do in your life. Well, praise God, I'm here. Uh, on my other phone uh, that I normally get messages on, it looks like it's not charging and is dying. So hopefully no one will um, need to try to text in on that 214 number because that's the number that I receive those messages and that other phone isn't working. So I'm on another phone. So good evening and welcome to tonight's show. This is the last show of 2023 and I'm just glad to be a part of what God has done through the year and I hope you are too. Well, this is Angela Joy and I'm here in Southeast Georgia and I'm going to be taking your calls Uh, bear with me. I have a dog who is very excited about the noise that goes on outside. So if you hear any barking, you'll understand why he just does not like fireworks and firecrackers and all of that. So he hears this stuff and he starts to like growl and bark. So hopefully they will keep it down outside as we roll into the new year. And praise God, thank you again. And uh, if you want to call in, that's going to be 319-527-6027. If you are listening by Internet, please call that number, 319-527-6027. Press 1, and I will be able to see you in the queue. And that means your little hand will go up, and I'll see that you're um, ready and waiting for me to stand in agreement with you for prayer. And also, like I said, that 214 uh, number is connected to my other phone for text messaging, that 214-505-8719. So I'm going to probably turn that phone off because it is no longer charging and I only have a little bit left. I'll probably have to run out and get a new phone tomorrow. So thank God I had a spare. Uh, I could always do it by Internet, but it doesn't sound like, it doesn't come across as well as if I have a phone. So I'm just going to go ahead and turn that other phone off. And we won't worry about Texas. i got to keep enough power to try to see what I need to do tomorrow. All right. Well, I hope everyone had a excellent uh, Christmas and you enjoyed the season. Um, it was a little different for me this year. Uh, I mean, we still had fun. We still, you know, enjoyed uh, the season of celebration for, you know, our King of King and Lord of Lords. We enjoyed that, even though we know he wasn't born, per se, this time of year. Uh, you know, information has shown that there was an, it was another part or time of the year, but we do take and put time aside this time of year to honor and reference the fact that Jesus came and that God sent his only begotten son that, you know, we would be able to receive everlasting life. Whoever believes on him will be saved. And I tell you, it is a time of, uh, you know, that the times are going on now that, you know, we need to know that we're saved, that we're in the arms of our father waiting for the return of Jesus Christ, because there's so much that has been going on, you know, in the church, you know, out of the church, uh, all around us. Um, I'm telling you guys, I have really had to fight for my, um, just my my peace. 
uh, in a sense of like, you know, not being, allowing myself to be bombarded by all the information that's coming through the airways and, you know, on different media, some of it I just have to get away from. And um, because it really will, uh, you know, kind of try to throw you in a place of uh, anxiety. I don't need anxiety, and I don't have to have it because I know the Prince of Peace. So I thank you again, you know, for coming in. I hope you uh, have enjoyed your day, and we will be praying and believing, you know, what God for what God has for us. You know, in reference to uh, a new day, you know, that song. You know, we're looking forward to, you know, pressing on in into the new things that God has for us and that are in store for us this year. Um, You know, I've been meditating a lot over the last few days just, you know, how to get in position uh, again. You know, we should do that every day. You know, but as we come to an end of the year that we acknowledge as the the calendar year, um, I just like to reflect and see, you know, where I am, where, where I stand, you know, with the things that God has given me to do. Uh, have I been faithful? Uh, of course, we can always move it up a bit. And of course, that's what I plan on doing is moving things into better perspective of what I need to do and how I need to do it and what God needs to do in and through me. Um, it, it's been a very, I don't know, I don't even have a word for it. It's been a very interesting place for me over the last few weeks, just, you know, thinking about um, some things. And so uh, I know that there's so much going on in the atmosphere. I was telling a friend the other day, um, and I was talking to someone last night, you know, it just seems like with the war in uh, Israel and when that all started, Of course, there were things going on in the background, of course, we didn't even know about in the church and around the world. And um, but it just seems like once that happened, once the the act of war began to take place over in Israel, it just seems like that a cap came off uh, that began to or cover began to be pulled back um, to reveal some things that maybe we didn't know were there, and maybe we did. Maybe in our spirit, man, we sensed that there was some things going on, but I just, you know, I was telling this friend, I was like, once that happened with the war, you know, uh, in Israel, it just seems like it connected and pulled back some things that uh, kind of astonishing. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to get into it. I'm sure a lot of you all are you know, aware of some things that are going on in the church. I'm not going to even really touch on that too much, but um, I just like to say that as Christians, we need to always have an understanding that um, we can rely on the Holy Spirit. We can always rely on the Holy Ghost to uh, reveal and to direct us. I know that over the last several years, and especially over the last few weeks, it's been a more intense, uh, I would say, intensity of me understanding uh, what God is saying to me. And basically, I think I mentioned it to you all when I was on the last time, is that 
you know, we always want, of course, the will of God to be done in our lives, and that's the most important thing. You know, we think we know. We think we have an idea of what we need and what we need to do. And, you know, sometimes we can have an assurance or a certainty that, you know, hey, this is the way to go. This is the thing to do. This is what I need to say. This is how I need to operate. And we can sometimes feel, oh, I've got a certainty of this. But I tell you, there is nothing more, uh, much, there's nothing better than having the certainty of the Holy Spirit endorsing what you do. So basically what I've done lately, and I have seen the active manifestation of God's presence uh, as I begin to do this even more, because it'll be like something will happen, and I'll like, I know that's you, God, and I know you did it. Um, just the just the prayer to say, God, let your will be done, not my will be done. And if my will interrupts or tries to supersede your will, just close that down. I don't I, just shut that down. You know, that's basically been my prayer over the last several weeks. You know, even though I might think I know what I'm doing, God, I might think I know what I'm saying. I might think I know the right way to go and have even, you know, backup or, you know, I don't care if it looks like it's going to be something that I believe I should do and you know opposite. Of course, you know all things. You know our beginning. You know our end. You know everything in between. God, I'm asking you, shut it down. And later on, I will be able to see, even though I thought I knew what was best for me and I was headed in a direction according to what I believe to be, you know God. So, Lord, shut it down. Shut it down, you know. And uh, I know that later I'll be able to see it was definitely, definitely you involved with shutting that thing down. So I would just encourage you all to walk into the new year with an attitude of, like, God, you know, in spite of what I believe. And I believe a lot of people who are really walking with God and have an understanding of who God is and want to be in the place with God. I believe that's your prayer. I don't think you would be offended, you know, if God came in and shut stuff down that you already had a plan laid out for. I don't believe that you would you would take some sort of attitude about it because, I mean, you know, sometimes you can do that unknowingly. I mean, I was recently in a situation where I was pretty much sure, you know, about certain things, and, hey, uh, it didn't it, it didn't manifest like that, and I did have a little attitude about, hey, wait a minute, what's going on here? And then almost right after that, immediately I saw, hey, you know, I see you, God. I see you because it may not have made sense in the norm, but it definitely made sense because you worked all things out for the good, for me, because I love you and I'm called according to your purpose, not my purpose, not not what I want to do, but I'll but according to what you want to do in and through me, not just for me, but for those who are connected with me so that the glory of God will come through. So I just ask that, um, you know, we we come in a one accord on things uh, when it becomes, you know, these things of the spirit that we need to be in agreement with, and we'll begin to see the manifestation of God come forth in an even more powerful way. So thanks again for tuning in. I saw, well, when I first got on tonight, I wasn't so sure that the system was working because I had a message that popped up, but uh, Prophet Randy uh, assured me that 
you know, everything should be working okay. I did have a call. I have a call came in. It looks like it dropped off, so I don't know if they were having some problems, and I have somebody else on there. So uh, I know it's New Year's Eve. I'm not going to try to be on here too long, but I just wanted to be on here to encourage you all into the new year and just um, ask that God be, you know, in the midst of us tonight as we press in to, to see what he is saying to do what he's calling us to do and to uh, rest in him. You know, this year um, I believe that it's going to be a season that we're going to really have to find our rest in God. Uh, I just feel like, you know, I'm sensing in my spirit and I've been sensing it for a while that there are some things that are going to come along in this uh, new year and I believe early in the new year that's going to cause us to be a little bit aghast of what is happening. But we just need to rest in God and know that if we're connected with him, we don't have to fret. We don't have to be anxious. You know, his word lets us know to be anxious for nothing and to be comfortable in the fact that we are with him, we're in him, and that he's going to do what he needs to do, and we just have to be in agreement with the Spirit of God. So I just want to encourage everyone to just walk into this new season with um, it's a new day, it's a new place. It's a place that God is calling us to, that he needs the army of the Lord to find their place to be in position and to be able to do what he has asked them to do. And um, more than anything, that's what's important for the kingdom of God to be made manifest in your life and for you to do what God has called you to do and the glory of God to, um, to go forth. So I'm going to just play another song, and then I am going to move rather quickly um, and see what we'll see who comes on. And uh, we'll just see how it goes tonight. I know it is New Year's Eve. Some people have uh, services that are attending. Uh, Usually a lot of times they start around 9 or 10 o'clock and go into midnight so that uh, they'll be there to welcome in the new year. And so I'm just going to kind of, you know, try to go with the flow and see what God is saying and just move on, you know. So praise God. So I am going to uh, play this song, and I will be back, and um, we'll be talking and praying. All right?
but the blood of Jesus. That's all that we need to be concerned with is to know that we are covered by the blood of Jesus. You know, I've had to really, you know, press on blood over our lives over the last, you know, few days. I had an incident um, where, um, and many of you all know, if you listen, you know, you know that I do have a granddaughter who's suffering, you know, with some situations, you know, with diabetes. And um, so I have been, you know, praying over her. She got really sick about a couple weeks ago um, with the – with an episode and, you know, ended up in the hospital. And mainly because her system was not really uh, very strong uh, as far as, you know, she got in the flu and um, she had a diabetic situation that uh, she's only 11 and um, her blood sugar went extremely high. So she was in the hospital and I mean, they got it down pretty quickly because basically it was the flu that had caused her um, her blood sugar to, to rise, especially, you know, like I don't know a whole lot about it, but I had heard and now I'm beginning to understand more that if you do have a situation like that, that, you know, it's very care, it's very uh, careful. You should be very careful about your immune system because basically any sort of infection or anything like the flu will cause it, that thing to just skyrocket. So it was over 500. And, I mean, I was like, you know, okay, God, you know, I'm just expecting you to to move in here on the situation. And, I mean, they got it down pretty quickly. I mean, she had to be taking my ambulance over to a hospital in the city and over in Savannah. And, um, it, you know, they got it under control right away, and she was home in a day or so. And then, you know, yesterday, a couple of days ago, I think it was, no, it was the 26th, so the day after Christmas, um, someone had sent me a text message, and I, I didn't even see it because I, I was just tired and I went to bed. So I guess about, I don't know, 6 or 7 o'clock the next morning, I woke up and I looked at my phone, and I thought it was actually, I thought it was I was dreaming at first, as I looked at my phone, and it said, um, that, hey, um, just want to let you know we're at the hospital because, you know, my youngest one <laughs> had gotten diabetes. He's only three. And so I was like, oh, you know, I looked at it first. I Like I said, I thought I was dreaming because I was thinking, this is pretty impossible because, um, you know, I was like, this is pretty impossible because I'm like, what, you know? And I went before the Lord, and I was like, God, I need you to move in this situation. I need you to, you know, let me know what's going on here. And uh, what do I need to do? And I began to pray, and I began to cry out to the Lord. And, you know, other things going on, you know, of course, around the country and the nation and the church. And, you know, I was like, God, it's so much and I said you know like I know you know us I know you know me 
And, of course, you know, you go through this thing like, what have I done? What could I have done differently? What? You know, you just start to, like, try to take inventory of how you play a part in stuff. And, you know, the Lord just had to just say to me, be at rest, be at peace, you know. I've got you. I've got my people. I mean, it was almost like he was saying, I've got my people. You know, I, I, you don't have to fret like the world frets. You don't have to be in a situation like the world is in, in your mindset. Rest in me. And it you know, brought me to Jeremiah 29 and 11 where it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at myself, you know, thinking, what, what, what did I do? What did, and it was like, you know, I thought, like, the Lord is saying to me, I have peaceful thoughts toward you. I have not evil thoughts toward you to give you an expected end. Rest in me. The things of this world, you know, they come to distract. They come to lead you, you know, this way and that way and every other way, but to the way that I'm leading you, you know, situations happen, you know, be thankful. So I went into the bathroom and I just began to thank God. You know, I heard someone speak recently on like, you know, when the enemy comes and, you know, when trials and tribulations come, just begin to thank God. So here I was, you know, I later found out today his blood sugar was almost 600 and he's only three. And uh, his mom told me today, you know, how high it was, I really wasn't sure. Um, my middle son ended up being the pediatrician who sent him over to the hospital. And, of course, he couldn't release information to me about that because that's HIPAA. So she told me today how much it was, you know, how high it had gotten. And, and it was like the Lord brought me back to that scene in the bathroom when I first heard and realized what I was reading was not a dream. It was actually taking place that. And I went to the bathroom and I began to have all these thoughts race through my mind. And I felt the Lord say, just thank me. And I began to thank God. I began to bless his name. I began to lift him up over the situation because it could have always, it could have definitely been worse. And I was like, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you that you intervened. And I saw him today. He was just himself, you know. Of course, this is a process that he's going to have to go through. You know, being only three, he probably won't even ever remember not living at a time where he's not going through these situations of taking care of himself like this or having people take care of him. But, you know, I still believe in a miracle-working God. I still believe, as I told his mother today, anything is possible with God. All things are possible. And I even began to minister along the lines, like, you know, we're going into a new year, and I began to just mention to her, you know, like, just we have to keep doors closed. You know, the the enemy is always at the door trying to see a way in, you know, and that's a whole nother story, and that's a whole nother subject. But I encourage you, no matter what your situation is, no matter what it looks like, no matter how bad it is, Thank God. I mean, I felt like the Lord dropped that in my spirit, you know, because I was like, oh, my goodness. I, you know, God, and it's like, just thank me. 
And I begin to thank the Lord. I begin to lift up his name. I begin to bless his name. I begin to honor him and worship him and think on him and give him honor and glory, even though it's a situation that I'm not happy about, you know. But I'm glad that he's here with us, that my grandbaby is here, and he looks just as happy and rambunctious rambunctious as he could possibly be today when I saw him, his usual little self, you know. And I was like, thank you, God. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your everlasting love. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your joy that we can even find joy in situations where the enemy has come to try to rob and steal us of our joy because he knows that our strength is in the joy of knowing knowing our Lord. And his joy is in that we know him. You know, it's kind of, I, I looked at that scripture, you know, kind of, two ways recently, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah, it's our strength, but joy also is the Lord because he knows we're depending on his strength. It's not just about us. It's a two-way thing here. Our joy in knowing him and his joy that he knows that we know him. Hallelujah. And that's our strength. That's the strength that we get as Christians, that's the strength that we have as obedient followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, these are going to be difficult times, I sense, coming up. You know, Prophet Randy has been talking about some things, and I'm sure the other pastors and you know have been mentioning things and talking about things because you can sense it in the air. You can sense there's something different going on. You can sense. You know, and we need to be on our face, you know, as much as we can in our faces before God, pleading and believing for our nation, you know, because I just sense that the enemy just is trying to just call stuff to just rise up and just be all over the place and people be all over the place with their minds on these different things and lose perspective, lose their focus and what they're here for and their mission and their call, you know, and um, pray for our nation because they are watching us. They know what's going on over here. They're here amongst us. Not only are they, they, not only are they over there watching us, they're those that are in here with us watching us. There is an assignment against us, not just the nation, but also the body of Christ, the enemy has an assignment against us. So I just want to thank you for tuning in tonight. If you're listening, like I said, if you want to call in, um, 319-527-6027. I didn't expect a real crowd tonight. I mean, this is New Year's Eve. So anyway, uh, 319-527-6027. Press 1. I'll be happy to talk with you and share with you and believe with you for what God wants to do for you this coming year. All right. So let me go ahead and just take our caller here that we have with hands raised up. And hopefully the last time I was on, I mean, I had a lot of callers on, and I could not connect with anybody. Um, So I ended up having to, uh, because Blog Talk was having issues. So I had to end up closing it down and getting off. Let's see who we got here. 
111111, who am I speaking with, and where are you calling from? Hi, it's Barbara from Texas. How are you? Hi, Barbara. I haven't talked with you in a while. I am doing great. Excuse me. I am um, I'm here just waiting for, you know, to pass on over to the next place that God is you know, leading and directing me to. So praise God. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Well, glad to hear your voice. Thank you. Yeah, well, let's pray for you, Barbara. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you uh, for Barbara. We thank you for the things that you've done. We thank you for the things that you're doing. And we thank you for the things that you are about to do in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, we thank you, Lord, that the gates, the gates are opening. Uh, The gates are opening. They're opened. They're open and opening wider, Lord, in this season of Barbara's life. Even as uh, I sense that, you know, there's almost like an ushering in of the gates being open. Like, you know, like when you come to someone's house or their property or whatever, you know, and especially like you come to a home and it has, it's, it's gated. It has this gate in front of the home and you, they, you know, um, they're expecting you. And so they have one of those gates. You, you come up and as you approach the gate, the gate swings open. Hallelujah. Glory be to, oh, I feel the presence of God, the presence of God right there. I mean, as you approach, the gates swing open because they have been awaiting your arrival. There's been preparation made for your arrival. It's like it was uh, it was the thing that you uh, an appointed time at an appointed place. And so in the name of Jesus, I just saw, you know, these gates swinging open like there was an appointment for you. That was there was there is an appointed time. Uh, there is a, an appointment a setting, setting there uh, being set and made for you. And the arrival is not by accident or happen chance or anything. It's almost like you came up to that place and immediately the opportunity was there. The gate came open says we've been waiting. And so, Lord, I thank you for this season that Barbara has arrived at the place where the gates are swinging wide open. Hallelujah. And that the appointment has already been made and she is on time to receive what God has already prepared for her in this, this, this appointed time. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So, Lord, we thank you for Barbara. We thank you, Lord, that she is uh, eager and excited about what God is going to do as she meets him in this appointed place as this, at this appointed time for this thing that she has already set into play even before the foundation of the earth. He knew all about it, Barbara. He knew the destiny awaiting you. He knew the people awaiting you. He knew the appointment, appointed time awaiting you to do and be uh, the, in the place to receive all that he has for you. It's almost like I sense that even as the gate swings open, I see like a, a place that's already been set up for you that the, the well, I won't say a meal per se, it's food, but things have already been prepared and a set in place for you to take your seat and receive what God has already set up for you. So, Lord, we thank you for it. We give you glory and honor for it. 
We give you the praise and glory for it because we know that nothing that you do is by happen chance. It's not by accident. It's by an appointed time that God has already set in place for you before time begins. So we thank you for that, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you continue to guide, lead, and direct her into this new season in this new place and this new year. We give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. How are you, Barbara? Well, I had got a little stuffy and I went outside and just looked like everything happened. <laughs> and uh, everything I just happened? turned my to the airways, the nose, the stuffiness and everything when I just went outside for a second. So I had to turn a humidifier on. And I just started feeling better as I got through praying and talking to the Lord to, to prepare and get me ready because I'm going to have to go outside to get from one place to another. <laughs> so I said, now, Lord, I need protection for traveling. Now, I can't even go outside with the humidity and, and stuff going on, you know, stuffiness. And my nose felt all stopped up. Yes, Lord. But uh, as soon as yeah, I plugged it up, everything just. Yes, and I said, well, usually that's how it works. You come up under these little false attacks. And I said, that won't work, say the next. <laughs> so I said, Lord, I thank you for preparing me, and I'm just rejoicing. I'm just loving on God, and I'm just excited. And um, I did ask the Lord to to help me to understand what I just saw because I was in awe. And and you came right What out do you mean? Just, uh, what you just prophesied, what the Lord gave you. And I oh. saw it about three or four days ago. And I said, Lord, I know I've been in the face of God. So um, just go on and make mm. it plain, Father. And I said, I want to hear hear it tonight. And I got all my answers. So <laughs> I just want to thank the God. Lord. All glory goes to the Father. Amen. So thank you. Amen. Oh, you're welcome. You welcome. About the gate to open. Oh, and you didn't know I had yeah, just I prayed that too. <laughs> really? Yeah, because wow. he said, I know that word. Behold, I've set before thee an open door. No man can shut it, for thou hast had a little strength. I've kept my word and has not denied my name. And you know, he says that uh, um, the key of David, he that open it, no man can shut and shut it, no man can open. And I saw right. myself coming through a door. And uh, I saw everybody in white. And mm. one sister that invited me, I didn't, you know, I didn't say anything, but I said, um, okay, sure. And um, I said, Father, I usually don't answer people that quick. I usually pray before I tell, tell you yes, uh, that I'm coming right. to an engagement or something. I said, but, Father, I need your permission to go out and do my first work over and do what you told me to do. And I said, Father, I've been in the face. I've been, you've been protecting me for the last two and a half years. And I've obeyed you and I did. And that's why I was praying about the door being open. And the Lord showed me in white that I came out of this door. And um, and I heard the young lady kind of like fussing at me saying, come on, come on, we waiting on you. I said, oh, I didn't know. I was just waiting on you to ask and say something. And But I was already dressed and coming out the door. I was ready. You know, I just want to hear her say, yes, we're waiting on you. 
Right. And then I could see the right. people lined it up. They were all resting on the wall, and they were all just waiting. And then I saw uh, wow. the man of God that was sitting, and he was on the wall waiting too as well. And um, it was like he was a pastor, prophet, or something, and he was just waiting. Nobody said a word. They were just quiet, and they was waiting on for me to to come in. And the Lord showed me the ant. You know, the ants uh, been working full-time, overtime on the ground. And the Lord said, mm-hmm. now i got to make it uncomfortable for you because it's time for you to go forth and do what I called you to do. And so Amen. I said, okay. And you gave me the answer, what I wanted, you know, what I've been praying about. I've been well, and when I was me. looking, you know, when I was looking, you know, I just heard, you know, like opening, you know, open up, you know, and then I started to pray and then it just got bigger. And clear as, you know, it, it, it almost like from what I could see, it was like not a regular appointment. Um, mm-hmm. This was an appointment on a grand scale. I don't know how to, well, I guess that's the only way I can say it. It's an appointment on a, on a grand scale. It's a, an awaited appointment, and it's it, it's something that has been waiting and prepared for your arrival uh, on a grand scale because mm-hmm. what I was seeing as, you know, those big uh, homes and mansions that have those big gates in front of them um, mm-hmm. that, you know, they, you have to ride up to them and then it opens up because they have the code and they're waiting your arrival. So as they see you approaching uh, or they'll give you a pass or a key, you know, key code, to get in, or they can control it remotely. And it was almost like I could sense that what was happening is that they were waiting, awaiting your arrival. And so as they saw you approach, whoever was in the in this grand place, this was a grand place. That's why I said mm-hmm. the appointment was on a grand scale. And as oh, they mm-hmm. saw you arriving, there was like, you know, I just kind of sense because there she is, but open open the gate, you know, and let her in. You know, we've been waiting. And um, and uh, so it was just kind of a glorious type thing, you know, like, wow. It, it, it was no little thing. It was a glorious uh, arrival of waiting, you know, of you waiting or them waiting for you. So anyway, that sounds really exciting to me. I mean, Mm-hmm. We're in a time where, you know, um, God is going to open the door for his people, um, mm-hmm. you know, because the enemy's been making a mockery out of the things of God, you know. I even just feel, like, really fearful right now. It's like my heart has just been so, like, you know, I can imagine how God is feeling about so many things that are going on right now in the body of Christ that, you know, it just breaks God's heart, you know, to, you know, just to have, um, you know, this type of thing going on and, and a mark being put on the body of Christ, you know, and on his people, those who have lived righteously before mm-hmm. him, those who have cried out, who have, mm-hmm. you know, just been in his presence who have, you know, tried to do so much to just please God and, and to make, even though we fall short, 
You know, it's not our mm-hmm. intention to fall mm-hmm. short. It's, just, it's our intention to please God. But, of course, we're in the flesh, and um, we will make mistakes, and we will fall. But it's in the falling that we know we have a, uh, an advocate who's waiting to pick us up. That we don't have to lay down and wallow in what we've fallen in. Not mm-hmm. even that we would have to stay in what we've fallen in. Because we know he's always there waiting to get us up, to pick us up. If we just look to him and and uh, and honor him and knowing mm-hmm. that, you know, let's just do things differently next time. And if I fall again, I know you're going to be there, but... It's not going to be some intentional thing. And even if it is, be quick to repent. And so, um, you know, just recently, you know, it's just my heart is just like, God, you know, it's almost like, Barbara, you live in a place and, you know, I remember I was telling someone yesterday, I was like, you know, it used to be a time when, you know, the the name of a Christian or a Christian just saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a person of God, that carries some weight. You know, mm-hmm. back like back in the day when people would say, uh, you know, the old saying that the word is their bond. You know, if somebody gives you mm-hmm. their word, you know, you are assured the person mm-hmm. is going to honor what they said they were going to do. But and, and and especially if they were a person who said they had a relationship with God, you could take that to the bank. But mm-hmm. I was thinking. Just yesterday, it's like we as Christians, people are going to be looking at us under a mask. And they already have. I mean, because we've got all yes. these religions in this country now. I mean, and it's like everybody, you better honor who they serve. But those who know God, you know, they don't honor us the same way they honor people's, other people's beliefs. As we, right. we lately as Christians have had to fight, and I'm coughing too because I have the mm-hmm. fireplace going and smoke is coming in here. I gotta put it out. But um okay. Yeah, but anyway, is the top so of the fireplace open. Yeah, it's, it's open. I don't know all of a sudden. I, you know what I think Sometimes I did? we can leave it closed accidentally. I'm gonna <laughs> Yeah, I have um I just wanted me a fire tonight. I mean, it's about forty degrees. Nice. And uh, Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, what's it like in Texas? Uh, we had sixty some degrees today. Oh, you did? Yes. It was beautiful. I think, well, I I don't even think we got to. I but don't a even cold think we got to sixty. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we stayed in the fifties today. And I think it's supposed to it's probably about forty two now. And I think it's well, it's gonna get down to at least forty two. Oh my gosh! All this. I'm glad my dog shut up because <laughs> all these boom, boom, boom. He is. Well, where I have it got up to 65 degrees. Wow! And I even barbecued that is outside. Much warmer than us. Yeah, I did oh, some yeah. shrimp and chicken just to have something for New Year's. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that is warm. But yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. So I, um, you know, I was just. Um, my heart's just really been hurting a little, and I was like, you know, as you were talking, we we're talking about, you know, the bond that our word would have, you know, especially mm-hmm. if we're in the mm-hmm. church. 
But I was saying, oh, yeah. it seems like the spirit of God was saying to me today is that it's not going to be the same anymore uh, with Mm-mm. people. People are going to be looking at us. Oh, you say you're a Christian. I mean, you used to carry some weight. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, Mm-mm. unless people really know you by the spirit. And, um, yeah, these are some... Interesting times that are upon us, but we can look to our help, and um, he's gonna he's gonna be our help even in this time of trouble. Yeah. He will be our defense. He will be our help, and um, I just thank God that I know him. Amen. <coughs> Anything Amen. you want to share in particular, Barbara? There's not a whole lot. Well, of people. last time I was on. We had a okay. bunch of folks, and then I couldn't even get on the air. So I don't know if mm-hmm. it's New Year's Eve. Well, you so know, um, I did want to share when you were talking about the people waiting and the gate opening. Well, I saw uh-huh. myself. I saw myself. The Lord let me see me in a jet, like an airplane, and there was no oh. top on it. It was like He was uncovering and let me see see what I see, and I could see. Um, in the in the uh, airplane, like this private jet, like I don't know what it was, and he only let me see three people. There was a man in front of me, and I was in the middle, and a man behind me, and uh, they were mm-hmm. Caucasian men. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow, where am I going? I'm traveling." <laughs> and so I was uh, so excited when I woke up, and I was just start praising God. I'm like, "Lord, when? When is this getting ready to happen?" I said, "Lord, I'm ready." Ready. So when you said that about them waiting, it was like I mm-hmm. had a flight to go. And I said, Lord, my passport is ready. I got that ready. Uh, the early part of May, mm-hmm. May before June this year. And wow. I had, you know how you have to renew your passport. So I had that right. ready. I had to go get it reinstated. And uh, right. I got everything ready, and I hadn't packed my suitcases. I know the Lord kept telling me to pack my bag. And so mm-hmm. I pulled my suitcases out. And I just left them inside of each other, saying, "Lord, I'm ready." <laughs> so, well, you know, and I, I, I uh huh, I like on a grand scale, and so I mean that would kind of line up with that because, I mean, that's definitely on a grand scale. Oh wow! Yeah, something on a grand scale. I mean, like I was saying, it's it's not something just ordinary. This isn't something. Right. Ordinary. This is on a grand scale. So yeah, I guess a grand scale would definitely mean you might have to go somewhere and fly in, you know, or just just not the norm. We'll just say not the norm. This is uh, something that is on a grander scale than what you're accustomed to, or used to, or expected. Mm -hmm. So. God, he knows how to do it, and he knows how to do it big. So praise God. Oh, wow. Praise yeah, God. It, it just lifts my spirit up because I'm like, I've been in this, I can't say I'm in a cave, but I've just been before God in such a way that you know how you have, like you said, the magnifying glass to look at your life mm-hmm. and make sure your life is ready and cleaned up and just ready like anything that's hidden Anything that's not clean, I said, Lord, you show me that for everybody else. Well, what about me? 
Like, I'm the mm-hmm. one got to pray and remove and ask God to help them, you know, and I'm like, Lord, show me me. Because I have a, well, you know, when you got a, a kind heart and you love it, they seem to think we are too passive, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll be like, yeah. Lord, really? <laughs> yeah, and you know what? When the, you know, basically, when you spend your time alone with God, and that's when I, you know, really hear a lot. And lately, I have been in that place where I spend a lot of time just trying to be quiet before God, and so, mm-hmm. and, he, and He will, you know, especially things that you've had out before Him. And you're just kind of waiting for an answer, you know, and that time of waiting in in the quietness, God will speak to you. He will show you you, you know, he'll show you, (laughs) you know, who you are, what's going on with you. He will do that. And, um, and even sometimes God will show people themselves and they still want to be in denial of who God Mm -hmm. is, that they are, what needs to be changed. I mean, you, we have a choice. I mean, no matter what it is or, you know, what we're going through, ultimately it's our decision on what mm-hmm. we will do with what God gives us because, mm-hmm. you know, he can show us stuff, but are we going to be obedient to him to mm-hmm. do yeah. what he's asked? Are you going to trust him? And I don't know if some people don't do what God has called them to do because out of fear of man, out of fear mm-hmm. of maybe thinking mm-hmm. it's not going to work or like God is, I mean, he's not a liar. So but I just don't know. But, you know, a lot of times mm-hmm. God will show us what's going on. It's up to us whether or not we want to follow his, mm-hmm. you know, his leading or walk in disobedience. Mm-hmm. He's not going to force us to do anything. I mean, like with Adam and Eve, I mean, he gave them instruction. He gave Adam instruction. And he, you know, they knew. And Mm -hmm. um, they still did what they wanted to do. He's given us the ability to choose, you know. And, um, Mm -hmm. but anyway, I I don't know in my spirit, I don't know if there's, you know, you might want to share anything that God might be showing you about the coming new year. But um, just in my spirit, I'm just sensing uh, that there's just going to be some pretty profound change uh, mm-hmm. over the next 12 months. Very profound change, and even maybe early. Uh, I don't know what, but I, it's, it's not going to be exactly the way it has been. There's going to be some some change for us, the body of Christ especially, and the world, the world. And I speak to so many people with my job. I speak to so many mm-hmm. people that are across the nation. And mm-hmm. to be honest, and no reflection on people or anything or ethnic ethnicity or anything like that, it's just that I just speak with a lot of people that they're not born in America. They're, I mean, or they, they're mm-hmm. you know, immigrants from other countries, a huge amount. And it, it's like I get a whole different perspective of, like, how they see us as Americans and, and how they see this country. And even some of the things that I say and the attitudes that I receive, it's almost a little unnerving at times because it's like, wow, you know, what's going on in this nation? What's going on mm-hmm. with this country? 
you know, what what God can we do? You know, the people, the body of Christ. Um, I don't know, Barbara. It's, I'm just oh, yeah. I'm here waiting to see what God's going to do next. Because I'm telling you, I believe we. Well, yeah, well, he's given us to just continue to pray for the nation because the world is in trouble. And the secret things that come in and out of our countries and doing things, you know, um, mm-hmm. I just ask God to give our leaders, you know, godly wisdom mm-hmm. and to be mm-hmm. skillful at it as the governors, you know, make their decisions. And, and you know, I'm just asking God to to just give us an understanding and because we know that the the ways of things are evil and things are going on and and the governments and and different things that's happening, you know, because the Father tells us, you know, to re, to stand and after all we've done to keep standing and for the people to come together and keep praying, you know. Yes. He's given yes. us that authority to do it, and so we have to mm-hmm. confess the word of God. And, and rightfully divine the word of truth and just keep praying that when they make these decisions and, and we that as leaders and people that we have to ask God, you know, to keep asking mm-hmm. God to word our mouth, word our mouth. Mm-hmm. And God has given us like uh, in this season, he's been doing me like this just to be quiet and listen and to get the instructions mm-hmm. from him because people are waiting on those instructions. And so I was just asking the Lord to, you know, to lead to God and seeking, you know, seeking for the God's instructions and not doing things because yep. we think or we feel, you know, because we're moving right. into the deep, deep things of God. And and as yes. we seek for the deeper things, then we can't just pray any prayer. We can't just, you no. know, we got to pray his will. And so that's what I've been basically asking him. Lord, what do you want me to pray today for this nation, for the world? Mm-hmm. What do you want me to say, pray for the government, you know, the governments and, and the different things that they got going on? And God mm-hmm. said, well, don't worry about that. I'm going to take care of my children. I'm going to take care of my people mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. you obey Definitely. and as you get before me, as you seek my faith. And so I was yeah. just thanking God that we must be doing something right if we keep working and keep ministering and, you know, cutting off these treasures, rooted, root out some stuff, you know, that, that shouldn't be there. Get it by the roots. Mm, so I'm just mm. asking God to, you know, tell us what we should and should not do. You yes, know, to separate yes. us from the chaff and the stuff that's going on and to keep his people. Because, you know, with that love and kindness and mercy and, and him giving me truth. I remember Prophet Randall was telling me, he said, God, get ready to reveal to you the truth. Mm, he said, because I really said it is finished, but I'm going to give you the truth to everything now. God wants to show you the wow. truth. And he was just going on. I was like, oh, my God, I wasn't looking for that. You know, it was kind of <laughs> like if you be obedient, if you pass the test, because I let a lot of people get by with a lot of things. And I didn't say anything. And I just kept praying. Oh, I know and I said, that. you know what? I, I said, Lord, that. I zip it up. Yeah, I, I'm zipping it up, and so I will not say something I know God did not say. I will not, and so mm-hmm. they thinking that I didn't want to pray, but it wasn't that. Uh-uh, it wasn't my mm-hmm. time to speak. So and I said, right. okay, Lord, if they, I don't, you know, God, I was, and another thing he said, 
He said, I noticed that you've been aggressive in keeping your peace. And I said, I sure mm-hmm. have. I fight tooth and nail to keep my peace because I don't have to go mm-hmm. through the warfare. If you, if God is lifting you up and raising you up to a different level, then you shouldn't be in the warfare that you think you're in because he, no. he protects you. He covers you. Mm-hmm. He guides. He leads. Yep. When we put on the mm-hmm. um, what is it? When we put on our war, uh, uh, the armor of God, armor, yeah. you'll be able to withstand in this last and evil day. Yeah, because He girded you with we're the going truth to and be able to withstand. That's the only way mm-hmm. we're going to be able to do it is with the armor. Uh, and um, wow, that that. But and you know, with me over the last few months, I just felt like. You know, God is revealing to me a lot of things that have mm-hmm. been hidden, hidden. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was, I don't know, well, some things have been hidden and I couldn't see, and some mm-hmm. things were coming to light, but I was not yet given liberty to even address them. But mm-hmm. it's been a season of God revealing over the last few months of things that I kind of saw. But I wasn't sure what I was seeing, but it it came to, like, fruition. And now I totally see some things. And it, I felt like the Lord said it's going to become a time toward this end of this year, going into the next year, that I'm going to prune you of some things and some people, that they're mm-hmm. not going to be able to go with you into this new place that I'm calling you to. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. going to have to be obedient. You know, you may not be able, not you may not, I may not be telling you basically that you have to, like, confront it or necessarily give mm-hmm. them an explanation or a reason for the pruning. But just know that, you know, I'm doing some stuff. I'm cutting some people off from you. Mm-hmm. I'm cutting some things off from you. Uh, I'm going to give you some freedom and some liberty uh, that, you know, being connected with certain situations and certain people, it was harnessing your liberty. And mm-hmm. um, I have, yeah, I it was like the Lord says, because I haven't called you to be bound. And I mm-hmm. haven't given any man any authority to keep you bound. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just sense that that's what God, and he's, and, and, and before, you know, it's like, I was like, well, you kind of don't want to move, you know, or you're not really, you do know it's God, but it's like you're more caught up in how the people will react. But it's mm-hmm. almost like mm-hmm. this time period here, it's like God has released me from being even concerned about how they're going to act. But, you mm-hmm. know, uh, just move on. Just move on and know that I got you. You know, this there you got to be in the place to do what I've called you to, to do and mm-hmm. to be because this is no longer, you know, we're, we're getting too close to where, where Jesus is going to return. And you better be, I heard somebody say this recently, when the Lord returns, I hope mm-hmm. you're doing what he called you to do when he comes back. You know what I mean? You won't be yeah. caught not doing, I mean, and how Nothing. even mm-hmm. how minute you might think it is, you want to be in the place of doing. What, what, if he's saying you need to be out there helping somebody across the street, 
I pray you be in the place that God has called you to be in when he returns. Isn't that something? Glory to God. Glory to God. We yes. want to be found working and doing our part that he told us to do and get those yep, full and yep. his divine will and his instruction, not our will, but his will. And when we do that right. and get out of self, because that's what I had to do, had to get out of, out of pride or self or whatever they want to call it and listen to what he's telling me. I, I, I remember the young lady had came on and told me, you, you're going to have to get before God again. He's got something he want to show mm. you. And I mm. tell you, he put me in a deep sleep. I couldn't get out of it and start showing me mm. things and let me see and hear some things. I just had to cut some people off. Yeah. I cut some people I off. I mean, we because, have to do that. Yeah, because we get to revelating and talking and telling them the things of God. And then they go and put it out there and didn't get the full and the right understanding of it. Then it, it, it falls on me. Because he didn't give mm-hmm. it to them. He told me to keep it and pray. But because, you know, mm-hmm. you want to share. And I'm like, okay, God, you teaching me who not to share with in this season. Oh, yeah. Some things you can't say. Uh-huh. And some things we're not, you know, you're only allowed or told to release at a certain time and season, yes. you know. So you got to just, you know. And, you know, with all yeah. so many things going on in the earth, like I say, in the church, out of the church, all around the world, and it's like sometimes, you know, I feel like you get kind of caught up in the whole momentum of that. So you do have to pull away. And it was like, Lord, you know, I was saying just a couple of days ago, it's like, Lord, it's just like it can be wearisome just, and he says, you know, said to me, just occupy until I come. Just occupy mm-hmm. until I come. That's the word. We don't pull to the side. We don't take a seat. He says, occupy. You know, mm-hmm. be doing what I call until I come. Don't worry about what it looks like. Don't worry about what's going on. I'm still God. It doesn't change your assignment. No. <laughs> your assignment come. is going to remain. You can't just take a seat. You've got to occupy. You've got to be doing the Father's will until mm-hmm. he returns, until Jesus comes back. You don't just go, oh, wow, this is just too much. I can't deal with this anymore. I don't want to be bothered with this. No, you better be busy mm-hmm. what. It's like what I said earlier. Doing what God called you to do when Jesus Mm -hmm. returns. That's it. And you know, that's when the distractions will come. Yeah. You got to get so busy. When distraction and different things and this and that happening, you you just got to remain steadfast and immovable. And I, you know, I'm like, here I am. Here I am, Lord. I'm here to do the work that you called me to do. But in the midst of it, in the midst of it, you're saying it. That's it. Don't let yep. this stuff get you down. Stand strong. Stand firm. Stay, quote the yep. word, because the greatest he that is in you than he that is in the world. And you have the mind of Christ. And we have to pull down the thoughts and feelings and all this stuff and, and remember the purpose of his heart. Yep. So, that's it. We do. We yeah. do. We do. So, yeah, yeah. we, um, that's the whole trick of the enemy, though, is to get us so uh-huh. caught up in the, you know, the stuff that, the you know, we're distracted, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just a strategy. If you, in, that's a strategy in war. 
you know, mm-hmm. in our, of course, we know we're in war. You know, the enemy is our, you know, is the adversary. We're definitely in war uh, with him, you know, because he's going to be using every filthy, dirty tactic he can to try to get us out of position so that he can run a game on us. So it's the same mm-hmm. way in the natural, in this, mm-hmm. in the the in the you know the whole scheme of war is like even like with our nation now you know so many people are so focused in and it's a distraction it's the enemy so focused in on other things that you know uh, there are nations and folks watching America oh, they yeah. know they know the time of year well, of course this is New Year's Eve they know they they know what's going on over here because not only do they know what's going on because they are afar and know what's going on, and it's gotten very easy to have information from around the world mm-hmm. in any place in the world. But there are people mm-hmm. who are in this country that have been assigned and are inside internally, and they're mm-hmm. and, and you know what I'm saying? So the enemy is the same mm-hmm. thing. He's got spies he's watching us. He's got people in place to distract us. He has situations set up to destroy us. And that's exactly mm-hmm. the, uh, that is a tactical way of destroying something. You have to have mm-hmm. a strategy. That's the enemy strategy. That's a natural mm-hmm. strategy. Just like with America, there's a natural strategy going on right now to destroy us. They know what's going on over here, and they know what we're 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 focusing on. And what a I mean, I heard this man say this the other night, and I thought, oh God. You know, I woke up and my phone was there, and it just happened. I had um, maybe been asleep or just a little bit, and I woke up. I heard the phone go ding, and I looked at it, and this man was on there talking about, you know, how he was feeling like, you know, even though nothing may manifest before the end of 2023, uh, that, uh, that plans were being made even now mm-hmm. because they are watching us. And that he was just feeling an uneasiness in his spirit that, you know, as quickly as possible, something will grab our attention because the enemy is going to be straight on our tail. And I was like, Lord. And, of course, in the church and in in the natural. Yeah, I mean, that's going on in our lives personally, but also in our nation. And so this is serious time, uh, Barbara. There are things I think about when I was a child. You know, I, I it can't. I mean, <laughs> it's like a whole different world. I didn't grow up with cell phones. I didn't grow up with TV. Mm-hmm. With, with uh, I grew up with black and white TV. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell y'all old I, I mm-hmm. Black and white TV. Um, yeah. Didn't have cell phones. I mean, I remember well. Right before I was born, I guess, um, or right before I knew what phones were, I guess people had party lines. So, you know, but I remember we grew up, and I remember talking about party lines, but I remember we never really had a party line, but I remember people saying that people had party lines. I was like, a party line? Can you imagine having a party line in this day and time, Barbara, with how people be listening to people's conversations? Conversation and everything. I think in the country my grandmother had it. Yeah. But just think about about, there was a different sense of honor in that time period, that people did honor and respect people more. You know, if somebody had a party line, 
they knew not to, I mean, I'm sure some people did, but overall, most people had the courtesy to know, oh, I need to get off my mind, listening in on somebody else's conversation. And that was a, like we were talking about earlier, where your word was your bond. You know, mm-hmm. you said something, and we could take a person at their word and know that they were going to be who they said they are. That won't work mm-hmm. today. I mean, we did that back mm-hmm. then because you could trust a person and have a party line. You better not mm-hmm. have a party line today. Wow. <laughs> I remember All neighbors were so friendly back then. Yeah, even if what they you? did hear something, I said the neighbors were more friendly and they would well, respect yeah. each other. If they knew you were low or something, I remember seeing neighbors coming, bringing food, bringing sugar, flour, whatever you needed. You wouldn't have to go so far to get it. They were right there right. to help. But yeah, but well, it's not days, like that anymore. It's not like that no more. You can knock all so, day and the door stay locked. <laughs> Nobody yeah. locks up like the said, door. Yeah, just a different level of respect. People don't respect people anymore. You know, you that mm-hmm. was an honor. That was honor and respect to be able to know to do that. You you got a party line today. Your all of your business going to be out in the street. <laughs> they're going to be mm-hmm. listening because they, they're listening now when it's not even convenient to listen. Right, <laughs> they're, and then, they're making a yeah, they're making a way to listen. So, right, uh, I've yeah, never girl. seen so much disrespect for dishonoring. And I said, I remember back in the day, well, still now, when they say you had a five-fold, seven-fold, nine-fold ministry, they forgot that we can change hat. We don't just work in one area in the ministry. Right. It's not all just pastoring. It's just not all just prophecies. It's just not all. It could be the word of God, the teaching. And he sent apostles. He sent preachers. He sent everybody out. So, you know, and I thank God that, that as he trained me coming up, you know, I didn't get the big head. I just stay humble, and wherever they needed right. me, I was a gatekeeper, or either you were an intercessor, or you were an apostle, or you were a teacher, you prophesied for years, you know, and you did it all. It wasn't no one thing, right. because back then, you know, we had to use what we had in the church. It wasn't just right. limited to male and female. It was about the blood of Jesus, and he's going to use who he wants. <laughs> and so That's I was it. just grateful. You know, you were the prayer warrior. You just pray. You did whatever your hands could do. If it's cleaning the bathroom, it's more in the churchyard. And I'm just grateful, you know, and honored that God, he honors all of that. He honors. Yes, he don't he forget does. about you. And and that's yeah. the, the thing about ministering. You never get tired. You well, yeah. Eager to do it and grateful, you know. Yeah, and it was that people were dependent on God honoring them and not man. So it's a man. whole different ballgame. Men yeah. are more concerned now about a man calling their name instead of God lifting them. God up. calling them and letting God use That's you the right. best that he loves. I'm, I mean, I've yeah. seen it all. Oh, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's just a whole different thing. But um, I know that God is at work, and I know he's, he's doing seen. something. And in yeah. spite of what it looks like, we can be assured that God doesn't change. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't switch off on us. He doesn't change hats on us. His character doesn't change. I mean, he's God. He's God, and he works in Yeah, and even in the church, in the world. You know, I was assisting in something. Behind the counter. We're always in the church. We can work out. Yeah. Out. Yeah. You know. 
So that's good. That's awesome. And I love that part. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, um, you know, it's just not the same, but we can know that God is going to, he is going to operate the same. And um, he's doing something, Barbara. I'm telling you, before, what do you call it? What what is it? The sickle? Hmm. A sickle? Mm-hmm. Being used, yes. Uh, yes, it's being used right now. Amen. Being used right now. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank God. Thank, Thank God. God. We, we know Him. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right. And I've been well, praying. Oh. I heard your testimony mm-hmm. about the children. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Yeah, so, Keep them in yeah, prayer. So, yes, and I was just it's praying just, when um, you were talking. To me. Uh-huh. Yeah, and continue to do so, please, because. You know, the Lord was speaking to me about it because, you know, um, they're my grandchildren that have, mm-hmm. there are two sons with two, it comes from one son, one, the oldest little girl, she's 11, she has diabetes. That's my mm-hmm. oldest son's child. Then my mm-hmm. youngest son's child, his youngest, he's three, they just diagnosed him. So, you know, I had been before the Lord on that, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, God, I don't really understand this. First of all, you know, over the last year, my uh, glucose has gone up. But it last three appointments, it's been normal. And I, they did put me on something, and, you know, it like within a couple, two or three months, it was like mine was back to normal, and then I don't take anything now I just do supplements and everything, and my blood sugar is normal. And I'm believing mm-hmm. God is going to stay that way. So I don't really have mm-hmm. any issues. And, of course, juvenile diabetes is totally different from um, type 2. So mm-hmm. um, so anyway, um, I was like, God, I don't understand this. I didn't have it. Their dad doesn't have it. My children didn't have it. Now, all of a sudden, two grandchildren? I don't understand this. And I was like, God, what is this? So I know, Barbara, and please be praying and believing that God will move heavily on the hearts of my sons because I sense that the Lord was telling me is that because when he says with you, the enemy couldn't touch that area, even though it was there. Now, I, my mother... I probably mentioned she had me when she was 45. So um, she had a younger brother. So she, my mother would actually be, guys, y'all grab hold of this. My mother, if she was still living, she would be 111. And she had me late. Mm-hmm. So um, she was born in, I think, in, yeah, 1912. And then she had a younger brother. So he was probably born, born maybe a few years after her. And uh, he had juvenile diabetes, and he died when he was seven. So um, other than that, I, you know, so that there that was, and then I was talking to the, my grandkids' mom, and she was saying, you know, there was mm-hmm. none on their side like juvenile diabetes. So I'm like, God, what is this? And it was like he just, you know, said basically like, you know, you walked in a way that the enemy couldn't get through the door. Mm-hmm. Because the sin, you know, wasn't there to, you know, like he's crouching at the door. I, I tried to mention this to some people, you know, recently. He's he always at the door trying to find a way to get in. 
And so it was like the Lord was saying to me, and because he couldn't find a way in in that area with you, because it is, you know, kind of a bloodline thing, you know what I mean? It didn't come directly mm-hmm. from my mother, but her brother had it. And it was like, you know, so he was always kind of crotching at the door looking to see what areas he can get us in, you know. So, and that mm-hmm. was one area that I pretty much tried to keep covered, but my sons are ignorant to that. Mm-hmm. And so it was like the, the the Lord was saying the enemy found access that way. So I truly believe it's spiritual. I believe it, you know, I just believe that and that, you know, I'm going to be coming at this thing in a spiritual manner because I do mm-hmm. believe it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe it's uh, a crack that was open with the bloodline mm-hmm. that they are ignorant on how to protect themselves with their seed because it skipped mm-hmm. my, my seed and it went to the next seed. Well, that, the same you know, so skipped mine. What now? My children, I said that, that skipped my, mine, my children, my siblings. They didn't have it, my children. And it, mm-hmm. and even with their children, they didn't get it. But my brother was telling me that he had it for 23 years, and now his son, his son been having it, and all kind of stuff. I said, well, you must not have been covering like you should and praying the right Yeah, and if people don't know to. Right. And, and they don't know. That's they're a... ignorant to that. Mm-hmm. Because I you kept know, so... covering. Like, I did everything I knew I could do spiritually to make sure. Right. Yeah, there's power in prayer. There's power yes. in the word. There's power in the blood, you know. And um, so anyway, I just think, and I, I covered your prayers, so yes, please do. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just believing that, you know, God's going to work something out here for them. And, you know, Jesus is soon to come, and mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm just sensing it more and more. So anyway. But yes, anyway, I Barbara, I hope you. Yes, thank you. I'm going to keep them listed up. New year. Yeah, so it's yes, Janila and Jonah. Janila and Jonah. Okay. Janila Joy. The He's the three-year-old. Yeah, right? Janila Joy, she's 11, yeah, and Jonah is three. Okay. Yep. And so... Thank you so much. I mean, it really kind of threw me because, mm-hmm. like I said, I woke up and I saw this text message. They sent it the night before, but I think I was I I had started the fireplace, and I love the fireplace so much. I slept like mm-hmm. in front of the fireplace, and I had my phone in the room, so or somewhere else, and I didn't even see the text message come to come through until like the next morning. I was like, and I woke up and I was like kind of dazed, and I saw it, and I was like, I thought I was dreaming. And then I looked mm-hmm. again, and I was like, no, this is real. I mean, they said, we have to take him, take him over to the hospital, you know. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, so. Well, what anyway. was the symptoms for him to be feeling in such a way for them to know? Well, she, um, she said for the last few weeks he had been um, like, well, my son, when he had him over here the other last weekend, I mean, he was out there jumping on the trampoline and stuff, but I noticed he just didn't stay on there that long, and he was carrying them around. And then the um, she, you know, the mother said he'd been 
um, like for like three, two or three weeks, just like he was just sitting, would just sit down and say, I'm just tired. You know, he's three, you know, I'm mm-hmm. tired. Well, Jonah, can you pick that up? No, mommy, I'm tired. And then um, uh, they start to like urinate, like he's three, he's potty trained, never, I mean, he's over here all the time, never wet to bed or anything, and then that was a symptom as well, because she's like, what is going on? And then she Googled everything, and it, the same thing had happened to my granddaughter, because, I mean, she got real sick, but with her, she just got real sick, like she uh, had a flu or stomach virus or something and started throwing up, and I was, her brother had been swinging a baseball bat, like, the week before and hit her in the head. He was practicing baseball. She walked <laughs> it behind him, and it hit her in the head. So I'm thinking, you know, it had something to do with that. So I ended up taking her to the hospital, and they said, well, we don't do blood work on, you know, on viruses or anything like that. I said, well, she got hit in the head with a baseball bat. I need a CAT scan. And that's when they found out her blood sugar was over 500. They rushed her to the the, uh, children's uh, wing over in Savannah, and then – with the three-year-old, she said for the last three weeks, he's just been, like, walking around, talking about how tired he is, and just not himself, you know? Mm-hmm. So then she says she Googled it, and she was getting concerned. And I think maybe she just thought it might have been the flu or something, because he mm-hmm. does have allergies, so he was coughing, you know, he'd been coughing. But he and his brother have allergies pretty bad sometimes, and so she kind of thought at first it was that or he'd gotten a bad cold or a flu. It was it was his sugar. Oh, Jesus. Well, I'm definitely going to yeah. keep them listed because this is a now prayer. Please so. do. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. I'll be just, for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Believe in God because, I mean, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, this is, God, where did this come from? Like, what is this? You know, and I just sit it's in my spirit. you got to work to do. It's a, it's like a thorn in your side. You know how the Bible says it's like a thorn in exactly. your side to keep you. And I know where you're going, and God knows, and what He wants to do in your life. So you know what what they say: Satan can't find no doors, no cracks to come through. He goes to what you who you love the most. Yeah, can't attack and those who are not other even, things. Yeah, who are not mm-hmm. even aware or spiritually mature to even understand what is even going on. Uh-huh. You know. Don't even have a clue, you know. So I didn't right. want to say too much to my right. son. No, you know, I, I I did say mm-hmm. once. Well, the oldest mm-hmm. uh, son, his he's out working in Wisconsin, so he had to go back. And um, you know, I I did say some things to him, and I sense he really kind of understood what I was saying because God has done a work in him, as far mm-hmm. as he just. Was so mellow when he was here over the holidays, which is kind of like just really, I mean, he, I could just sense a peace on him that hasn't been there before. It's a real peace. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, um, you know, we talked about some things. So I, I see God really, really doing some things. So, yeah, God is good. He's faithful. He yes, loves he us. He's and uh, like you said, yeah. he'll try to find an avenue to get in where he will just try to cut us off the path that God has us on with all kinds of stuff. And he's just not, he doesn't play fair, but we can't expect him to because he's the devil. (laughs) He doesn't even know. He's just a plain, straight-up devil. 
So he doesn't. And we got him. We got him here. right where we need it. I want to saw Shirley Cedar used to say, "My mother would always say, Cedar, we're gonna tear your kingdom down. Tear your and kingdom down. That's yeah. right. You're gonna tear straight down. We're gonna tear yeah. your kingdom down. Yeah, yeah, we need some of that good old stuff again, because right. I'm telling you, strong woo, Jesus, we need they were it. Strong. <laughs> we need and that's it. what I'm going to be marketing and right. doing. All right, love you, and thank you for talking. I love you. you. Happy New Year. And, 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 yeah. and walk on through that, that, that door, that gate. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, great. God, let me cut a step on it. Woo, woo. Girl, I feel like Christmas. <laughs> okay. All right. Glory be to God. Have a great one. We'll talk Thank to you again. Happy New Year. Love you. Bye. All right. Bye. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He is good. He is good. Let's go to, well, let's see. See another hand here. If you want prayer, press one for your hand to go up. Let me go here to two four zero four eight two. Who am I speaking with? This is Angela Joy, Southeast Georgia. Uh, good evening, Angela Joy. This is uh, Valerie from North Carolina. Well, hello, Valerie. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Hanging in there. How are you? Oh, I am hanging in there. I'm pressing through. I'm believing God and trusting God because. Who else can we trust in, you know? Who else mm-hmm. can we trust in? Yes, as we're in a season where we know where our help comes from. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you, Valerie. Father, we just thank you from for Valerie from North Carolina. We just thank you for her diligence um, to just stay the course. Thank you, Lord, that you, you have strengthened her to even, you know, press through when it was tight. And as I begin to talk to you, this is just so, I never saw this before, but I see, and even when I said to press through, and and even when it's tight, I saw like the, um, uh, you know, the uh, when you're threading a needle and you know that little hole that you have to put that thread through. And mm-hmm. that's a tight little hole, you know. But you manage to put that thing through there, even when it's a tight thing. And sometimes in my age, with my eyesight, I can't really see. I can't see that hole too clearly anymore. <laughs> and but you yeah. know, <laughs> and because it's so small and it's so tight, and I've got to put that piece of thread through there, I got to make sure I'm on precision course. Hallelujah. Mm. Wow, glory be to God, on a precision course to make sure that thing goes in there. Even though it's tight, I'm precise in getting it through there to pull it on over so that I can have it in place to do the job that needs to be done. So, Father God, I thank you for Valerie's uh, preciseness, her precision in situations her precision to press in through when it's tight to get the job done, to have what she needs to complete what she's already started. 
you know, as you, you, you start, you got that thread. It's a situation you're pressing it on through. You got to complete what you started in order to have mm-hmm. the, the tool in place to accomplish what it is that you've got to do. So, Lord, I thank you that she has looked to you, that she has trusted in you, that she has leaned upon you for you to direct, to direct her on a precision course to do what's necessary to get the job done. Sometimes it's been tight. Sometimes it's been uncomfortable. It isn't easy. But because she has chosen to make sure that she knows the only one who knows that you know, you're the only one who knows what she has to do to stay on course to do what she has to do to get it right. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, that she's looking mm-hmm. to you. Even though it looks impossible in some times and situations, but, Lord, we thank you as she comes on through into the new year with even a more of a precise, uh, 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 the precision of going into, into the deep with you so that she can hear from you. Because it's important, God, that she has complete information or an understanding of how you need her to move in this season in her life as we go on over into a new year that, you know, we acknowledge as the new year you know, being here with our calendar system. So, Lord, we thank you for that. We give you glory and honor, and we ask, Lord, that you continue to protect her, lead her, and guide her, and show her exactly what she needs to see in the coming year. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. (laughs) So, Valerie, how are you tonight? It is New Year's Eve. We have less than 30 minutes. I know. Where I am. You're in North Carolina, too, so you're you're on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eastern Time, yeah. Um, I, you know, what you, what you were saying, it's interesting because I, you know, I feel somewhat of the opposite in, in terms of like, oh, you know, like I'm not, uh, haven't been focused enough, diligent enough, uh, you know, it's, but I think just feeling overwhelmed by things. Um, but I I so agree that, you know, I really need to be led by the Lord during this time. And, yeah. you know, I guess it's just like I, what you were saying, I was like, that is who I want to be. <laughs> I don't feel it. You know, well, I mean, like, we're speaking that over you. Yeah, amen. <laughs> I receive it. I receive you. it. Yes, I receive it. I oh, do, I and it, 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 it's been it's been a, it's been a, a challenge, and um, you know, I try not to get uh, down on myself when I don't do the things that I, you know, feel like I should be doing. But I definitely, you know, need the Lord's strength. He has he and he has he has given me grace to persevere and to to get things done. Um, so I just want to keep pressing, you know. I don't want to uh, give up or throw in the towel or any of that. So um, I received that absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's the precision. Well, right there, I mean, we're not like that. I mean, I know I'm not like that. If it has, mm-hmm. If it wouldn't be for the Lord directing, man, I'd be way off course. You know, there's no way. There's no way in my natural, because I'm not 
I'm not designed that way. You know, it's so funny. I thought about that the other day. You know, I was like, God, you know, some people have natural abilities for this and that, and, you know, they're good in this, they're good in that. And I say, God, I'm the kind of person that only thing I can say is I look to the hills <laughs> when coming to my help. <laughs> my help coming from you. I can't make no net, no claim to fame and no stuff on my own strength. And I say, God, you know, there are some people, and then I begin to thank God for it, Valerie, because, you know, sometimes people who have all of that in place in the natural, they have a hard time leaning upon God to direct them, mm-hmm. to lead them, and to guide them because they think that all that they need is in them. Well, God didn't equip me like that. I know that there is little that I can depend on. I have to depend on God. If I don't listen for what he's going to say, if I don't try to hear for, from him for the direction, I'm messed up, Valerie. I'm completely off course. So, I mean, I'm, I, I just thought, thought about that the other day. I was like, God, I, I mean, I'm like, I know that whatever happens as far as decisions being made properly and right, Thank God I am made this way because I know I can look to you and I do know you know the way. I won't have the precise answer. I won't have the total instruction because I wasn't even made. Like I have a friend who is, that I grew up, I was thinking about her the other day. I haven't talked to her in a while. I see her on social media quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, she was always like just, you know, just, very, very, very smart. You know what I mean? And all of her ability pretty much, it looks like it was her own stuff. You know what I'm saying? Where it wasn't looking yeah. like she depended on anybody for anything or anybody. And even now, you know, I just kind of sense that it's kind of still that way. And God has become really attractive to her because that's something that, well, somebody else has it, I want it. You know, I hate to say it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I have to have it. it. You know, it's like if I don't have God intervening and showing me, man, I would be in trouble. I'm not like you. And, and, and I mean, not to really say anything ugly, but it's just that some people really have, they come up thinking and believing. And even in actuality, you see that with their own mind, they can kind of figure things out, have stuff in place. And I, I'm not like that. And so I was talking to the Lord about that. I said, Lord, you know, you haven't given me that kind of uh, makeup. If I didn't have you, I don't know what I would do, you know? And it keeps me humble, Valerie. It keeps me humble because I know where my help comes from. And so in that word, you know, it's almost like, God is saying to you, he will be your precision. He will be the Mm. one that will be able to show you to go through when it's tight, how to do it right. Not in your own strength, but to really as a word to let you know, yes, you in me, me in you, that is possible. Those things that you think would be impossible in your own strength, are impossible, but with me, with you, Valerie, and me together in agreement, those precision things, those things that 
require precision. Those things that require not making uh, an inch to the left or the right, but precision. I'm going to help you do it. Not in your own strength, but in what I'm going to do in and through you. You'll make it. It'll be all right. Just lean not to your own understanding. But in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So, God, we thank you for that. We think that she, thank, thank you, Lord, you, that Lord. she receives the fullness of that word, the fullness that the, that the manifestation will take place because she has accepted and received what you've offered as an encouragement to strengthen her faith in the fact that she knows a God who does not fail. She knows a God who is precise. She knows a God who is able to make things that look totally wrong, right, in his timing. So, Lord, we thank you that she she's receptive to be able to, and, and will be able to just rest in you and, and lay in the place in, in you and, and, and be, you know, built in that fashion through you to do the things that she knows she can't do that would be impossible. But let her understand even at a different level that in you all things are possible. Ooh, glory be to God. Huh, glory be to God. If it has to be straight, narrow, cut, it's possible with you. You will do it, God. You have, ooh, my God, you're that kind of God. So, Lord, we thank you for it. Because with that and in that, we know nobody can take the glory but you, God. Nobody but you. Valerie, I look back over some situations. I was talking to a friend last night. I've known this woman, you know, for many, many years, ever since I moved to Southeast Georgia and I mean, we've talked and we've had some long conversations, but we were on the phone last night for about two hours. I've never talked to her that long. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was just very encouraging, you know, just to to just talk with someone and, 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 and realize that we were all going through, I mean, some of the things she was saying, some of the things that I was saying, you know, just similar similar situations. But we both understand and we both was like iron sharpening iron to let, each one know that it's God that did these things. I'm telling you, she's seen some miracles. You're talking about miracles? Let me tell you, when you have a situation, and she had a real, 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 real tough situation where she was dealing with uh, a son who was caught up, you know, in situations of homosexuality. That was actually involved with a wedding to a man. This is a woman who has, you know, and she gives her testimony. Uh, and every, everybody pretty much knew. I mean, it was pretty out there. I mean, it's like wasn't any secret because the child grew up in this community and, he, you know, they're a well-known family. So, mm-hmm. um you know, her child, you know, he grew up in this Christian home, and, you know, she's a prayer warrior. Valerie, you're talking about, I'm talking about a prayer warrior. You know, you're talking about somebody you can look at 
and you can see the power of God resting on this person to the point where they are just they're trembling under the power of God. I'm telling you, anointed, anointed woman of God. And to deal with this when you're you brought this child up, I mean, I mean, it just was amazing to to bring these boys up in this Christian home. Uh, and, you know, she and her husband seem to have a wonderful relationship. I mean, of course, all families have problems, you know, but, I mean, I was even telling her last night how how great it was for you to have to have a husband like this, that he, you know, he encourages her, even though he doesn't understand the manifestations that God does in and through her, but he's right there to encourage her to be what God wants her to be. And I was just telling what a blessing that is. I didn't experience that. I didn't experience that at all. I felt like I was in a war zone with my partner, my mate, my husband. For years, he never endorsed me. He never encouraged me. Even even when we had a church, you know, it was like, mm. I don't even yeah. go into that. It, was, it felt like it was a battle zone because I was not permitted to be who God called me to be. He was threatened by it. So I was telling her how, what a blessing for you to have that. And then to have the son who's raised, I mean, I think it's four boys, raised in this Christian environment. The family, the husband and wife seem to have this great relationship. And this child walks up to you one day and says, I'm getting married to a man. But let me tell you something, Valerie. That young man now, that woman sought God. We sought God with her. We were on our faces before God with her. I moved here in 1999. I think I met her. I think I moved here in July. I think we moved in in July of 99. I think even before the end of 99, I met her. And I began, she used to have like prayer um, meet. Uh, and uh, we would pray with her, a few other people who would pray with her. And back then, it was a problem. I mean, maybe within that year, that was brought up, and that was our prayer assignment, her son. And we mm-hmm. prayed, and we prayed, and we believed God. And she she was telling me, you know, family members, stop speaking to her. They said she was just too religious. Let him live his life like he needs to live it. Who are you to tell him how to live his life? They stopped speaking to her. I'm going to try to get her on one night and let her talk wow. about Wow. That would be awesome. I told her last night. Yeah, I told her last night. I said, I know I come on late. And uh, she's a counselor. She's a Christian counselor. And I said, I know I come on late. I said, but I want you to come on one night. And so she says, okay. I said, even if you just come on for an hour, just call, come on and pray with, you know, with me, with people, and, you know, share your testimony. And so, well, let me tell you, Valerie, mm, glory be to God. She didn't give up. She didn't stop. She had us believing and praying that young man was going to come up out of that stuff. Do you know that that young man now, I know I, now he's got a different job where he's not always but at the church that he's a, 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 a participant with the uh, praise and worship, you're talking about 
on the parade when he wasn't working all the time, up there every Sunday praising God, worshiping God on the praise team. He changed his name. He actually changed his name to be no longer associated. Legally changed his name to be associated with the person he was when he was living that lifestyle. Let me tell you that. And he, I mean, on fire for God, loving God, that woman, I'm telling you, she pressed in for years. I'm talking about basically I know from 2000 on, let's see, so now it's 23. So I would say been out of that lifestyle probably now, let's see, maybe about five or six years. She pressed in. Mm-hmm. She pressed awesome. in. Believed God in spite of what the enemy, in spite of her family turning their back on her and saying, you're crazy. Let him live his life the way he wants to live it. And she says, no, that's not the will of God. I didn't, I didn't bring him into the world and pour the word of God into him for him to live contrary to what the word of God says. No. And she told me last night there are people still in her family that won't speak to her because she interfered with what they believed was his right to live his life the way he wanted to. But tell me God won't do it. We have to be, you know, just stuck in believing that God is going to do what he says he's going to do and not be moved. Mm -hmm. So that was so encouraging to me because I I called her about my grandbabies. And, uh, I said, the Lord told me that, you know, you are anointed to see things happen. As I was talking about the generational thing, I believe, you know, with doors being open and how my sons aren't, you know, they're not there. They don't understand that. And, uh, you know, she was, we went over, went over talking about what, you know, of course she's been through and breaking generational things and how she said she's going to break that. God was going to do it. And she wasn't going to stop because she was in God's face all the time. So I don't know why I'm saying this to you, but just press through. Just know that God will do what he says he will do. Don't let go. I mean, don't give up. I mean, that's like I said, I called her because I was, you know, I'm just believing that they're generational things. It's in our health. It could be in anything. That the enemy is a sign to try to come through and he has assigned demonic forces to come through in these areas to uh, attack and destroy us. We got to know who we are in God and take authority. There's no, no devil. And even if it looks like it's going on for years, which she actually endured that for years, the ridicule of the community, the ridicule of family, she wouldn't let go of what God said would be in his would take place by using his word and believing his word and walking in faith. That's what we gotta do today, people. We cannot yeah. be moved. And I swear I, I mean, with that strength that she had, you know, that's why I talked with her last night, I was like, man, I gotta take hold of what I know God is wanting and I know the enemy. This is all the signs of the enemy pressing in 
in areas that were left open. He's got to go. He's got to go. Well, Lord, we just thank Mm -hmm. you for Valerie tonight. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. As we seal this over her, this word, we thank you for the authority that she's going to rise up into a new place, a new authority, a new level this year, this coming year. She crosses over. Lord, we're only a few minutes away from 2024. And, God, we cross over with faith. We cross over with authority. We're crossing over with an understanding that you are God and you're able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think because that's who you are. Yes. And we take you with us as we venture into this new year, as we come to this place that we don't know anything about. This is a new day, a new season, a new place, but you're still the same God. You haven't changed. And you're going to be God just like you've always been God. And, Lord, we thank you for that. And everything that we come short in, you can make it up. We give you the reins to move forward in our lives, to lead, and we will follow where you lead, we will follow. Your instruction, we will follow. Your direction, we will follow. We give you the reins, God. Lead, and we will follow. Because yes, we know Lord. when we follow you, you won't lead us wrong. You won't lead us wrong, God. If you have to wake us up in the midnight hour, if you have to nudge us while we're in the noonday, if you have to just speak to us when it looks like nobody's speaking to us in the silence, you will speak to us, God, and you will show us the way that we need to go. You will show us the words that we will have to say. You will give us the instructions on what we need to do because you're God and we trust you. We may not be able to trust man, but we can trust you. You are our only hope. You know how to line things up precisely the way they need to be lined up because you are that kind of God. And we honor you tonight. We honor you as we cross over. We honor you as we follow you into this new year. We follow you because where you lead, it is where we need to be, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for life, health, breath, strength, and the faith to believe. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know who's out there that might want to do communion, but I had already put crackers. If anybody wants to take communion with me, Oh, because I said I was going to do this. So I'm just letting you know, Valerie, if you want to, not, it's fine. I was intended to mention mm-hmm. it earlier. Um, oh, I forgot what it was. And, um, you know, 
I just felt like this. Uh, we're coming into this new year, and it's um, we don't know. Of course, we never know from day to day what to expect. <clears throat> but we do know that he's he's going to be with us no matter what we go. We're crossing into a new day, crossing into a new year. We know that he's still God, and um, he doesn't change. So let me just get this. Anything you want to share? Um, Valerie, go ahead and share anything you're feeling. Uh, <clears throat> no, I, I really appreciate your prayer. You know, I know that uh, for myself, going into this new year, you know, just I, I do want to go to a new level and just, um, you know, increasing my faith, spending more time in the word and in prayer. So I'm, you know, it, it's just want to start things out right and stay on the right track. Well, I tell you, that is, um, what, what, what more could we ask for? You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm telling you to, um, you know, anything in particular you are looking for God, well, I know there's some things that you want God to do, but anything in particular that you really are expecting or you think God is laying on your heart to believe for in particular this year? Um, I would say two things. Uh, one is um, I've had some custody issues um, with my ex-husband and I haven't been able to see my oldest son uh, in, I mean, I've seen him, you know, for little spurts an hour here, an hour there, but he hasn't actually been coming to my house for almost a year. And so, Oh, really? uh, yeah. And it's, it's been a real challenge, but we have a hearing that is scheduled to come up, uh, scheduled for January 11th. And, you know, it's been delayed and delayed, so I don't know if things are going to happen on the 11th, but I, I'm believing that God is going to right the wrong. Um, so that that's one thing. And um, the other is just, uh, you know, I, 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 I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I would say the main, you know, the, the one of the other uh, things is just, uh being more grounded spiritually and not not that I'm not grounded but just you know I just want the, the consistency and the the discipline those are the those are the things that I would like to see uh strengthened in my life over this next year amen amen and I can definitely understand and be in agreement with the you know, the consistency because I, I, and discipline because that's one thing I've been asking the Lord to just show me, you know, how to become, you know, more disciplined. You know, I'm all, sometimes I see, I feel like I'm just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Somebody out there screaming. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> At least the dog is quiet. He's like, what? Yeah. Oh, Happy New Year. Okay. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy I just New realized Year. <laughs> yeah, so you're in North Carolina. I guess you may have some callers that might still be in Central Time. But on the okay. East Coast. Yes. Happy New Year. <laughs> on the East Coast, it is a new year. It is 2024. 
I hear people out in the street screaming. I don't know what they're doing. Sounds like my neighbors are. Yeah, I hear uh, fireworks going off right now. I don't hear any, any voices, but I definitely hear the fireworks. Yeah, I don't normally hear voices either, so I'm like, what is going on? But <laughs> anyway, so it is 2024, and so if there is anyone that um, would like to participate with uh, communion, I'm going to give you a minute or two if you want to just get some water or you want to get some juice, you got a cracker, a piece of bread, and I'm going to read this. And um, so, Valerie, are you going to, do you need want to participate or I can let you off? Um, you can mute me, but I, I, I'm going to go get my elements. I, I am going to participate. Okay. All right, guys. Okay. I'm going to give you thank all you. A couple minutes. Yes, thank you. And I will we'll be taking it in just a minute. So I'm going to mute you. Okay. Okay. So you're a two zero, yeah, two zero four. I mean two four zero. All right. All right. Give you all a mi- couple minutes. So let's get our sacraments, and I'll be right back. All right, guys. I am back, and. I am going to read, let's see, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and says here in 1 Corinthians 11, 23. And uh, also, I like to just say, before we take communion, you know, if there's something you want to lift up before the Lord, uh, I know we probably have people on here who have not yet entered into the new year, but you can still take communion if you'd like to, to have yourself already, you know, prepared to walk into this new season, this new year. You can go ahead and take communion as well with us if you'd like to. Uh, we have already crossed over here in the East Coast, and so those who have not yet crossed over that are on the line, you can be ready and prepared It'll be almost like you're a step ahead of us because you're going to be doing it prior to and going into the new year that way. We've already crossed over. So 1 Corinthians 11.23 says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And I would like to say, if there's anything also that you want to release into the Lord or repent before the Lord in regards to communion, taking this communion, feel free to do so at this time. Anything you want to place before the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, and that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And you probably can hear the somebody shooting something in my back in my house. My dog is growling, but anyway. Um, so I'm just taking a moment here to just be silent before the Lord right now. Amen. God, I thank you for your strength. Thank you for the cleansing blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. 
that everything that I need to lay out before you and repent of, I thank you that it is done. In Jesus' name. And when he had given thanks, and what we do thank you, he break it, and he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me, taking and eating, let us eat. And at the same time, at the same manner, he also took the cup when uh, when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Let us take and drink. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for this night. We thank you for this morning. Lord, as some of us are preparing to go into 2024, some of us have already crossed over into this new year. And God, we are looking with expectation for the things that you are doing, for the things you are about to do, things you've already done. Lord, we come forth to break free and to break through into this new place that you're going to do some things that we've been asking for, but most importantly, things you're going to do, God, the things you're going to do are the things that you know are best for us. I personally, God, I lay down my will so that your will will come forth because it's not about me. It's about you. And, Lord, as I had prayed earlier and thanked you for earlier, if there's anything that I desire that is trying to supersede what you desire, Lord, I ask that you remove it and let your will come forth. We thank you for this new season. We thank you for the things that, God, you're going to bring forth, some things you're going to finalize, and some things you're going to solidify in this season. We give you glory and honor, Father. We come before you believing by faith that it is done according to your word in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right. Hi, Valerie, you still there? Yes. Amen. Glory be to God. Is Amen. there anything you want to leave us with before you get off? Um, you know, with everything that has just been going on in the world, uh, mm. I'm just reminded of, you know, whether it's pastors, preachers, friends, spouses, it's like we have really got, we can't put our trust in man. We have got to put our trust in the Lord. We and, have to uh, put our trust in the Lord. We have to put our trust in the Lord. And it's just a sobering, you know, it's a sobering thought. And, you know, I had a, a 
good friend uh, pass away recently. And, um, you know, even just the, the, you know, we don't know when our time is going to come. And Mm-mm. just being in a place of being ready. Um, but, yes. you know, putting our trust in the Lord and, and being ready because we don't know when uh, our time is up. You know, I did want to add – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm I'm good. You were – right before you took my call, you were talking about um, your your grandchildren with uh, diabetes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, – And you mentioned supplements. So I have I have diabetes, and I was actually just earlier this evening, you know, I take I take the prescription medications and things like that. And you mentioned that you were taking supplements, and I was actually curious. I know that you don't have it, but you know the whatever supplements that you take. Um, and this is not this is totally off topic, but on topic. Um, what what supplements that you you know take to regulate your blood sugar? Well, um, about a year ago, my blood sugar started going up. So I'm an old woman, so <laughs> I may not be old in mind, but y'all, my body is getting pretty old. So anyway, mm-hmm. I'm in my mid 60s, so um, I never really had a problem with blood sugar, or I think it. Well, I don't think I ever did. I think when I was pregnant uh, with my last son. I think it was the first and the second and the last son, it went up during pregnancy, but then it went back down to normal levels after that. So I didn't have any, any problems. And then uh, like about a year ago, um, it it was in the 60s, in the sixes as far as my, what do you call it, your um, A1C? A1C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was like, I never, I mean, they said it had crossed over the seven. I don't remember it ever being that way unless the last time I went it they said was that I I don't even remember but the most the highest that I'd known my A1C was at six point like seven or something like that so anyway Mm -hmm. the next thing I knew was that you know they said you know I was classified as diabetic and so I did take you know I was like I fought it I fought it I fought it and I was pretty much keeping it regulated and then um then they said, well, why don't you just try this particular, you probably heard of it, Manjaro, right? Mm-mm, haven't heard, Have of you heard of it. You haven't heard of Manjaro? No. Oh, wow. Well, let me tell you, in this community here, is <laughs> like everybody knows, it's like a household name because people are not using it. There's a commercial that comes on for Manjaro, and it's for to lower your A1C is for people with diabetes, type 2. So anyway, people around here are taking it, and they're not diabetic. Why? Because it helps them lose weight. So when I was at the doctor the last time, he was saying, these people don't know what they're doing. They're taking this stuff. They are not diabetic, but it helps you lose weight. And he says, uh, well, it's a PA. He was like, they don't even know what they're doing. I, he says, I hate to even think how it's going to affect them later on, you know, with them taking something that's not really for weight loss. But so many Mm -hmm. people around here take this for weight loss. So anyway, when they first said it was like, you know, had just tipped over the seven, they said, well, 
you're going to be, you know, classified diabetic. I'm not going to be diabetic. So anyway, she said, well, just try this. She said, people are taking it, and they're not really diabetic. And I thought, what? And she says, because it helps you lose weight. I said, and I think, of course, if I lose a little weight, it'll probably go to normal. So she says, well, just mm-hmm. try it. So I tried it for, like, three months. And within three months, I mean, it went down immediately, like, in one month. And then after, like, three months, it was, like, my A1C was down to, like, 5.3. And oh, then wow. it went to, like, 5.6. Then it's, like, 6.2 or 1 or 2. So anyway, I don't take any medication. But I do, there's a company called Purity Products, and I do order, because uh, the last time I went, he says, well, there's no need for medication because, you know, your blood sugar is fine. You know, they did complete blood work. Everything was okay, and my A1C was good. So he said, you know, just monitor what you eat. And um, so then I had ordered, and I think it kind of helped me anyway when I was doing the Manjaro. I started taking something uh, from Purity Products that's, uh, what is it called? Hold on a second. Let me look. Let's give you the name. Is is Manjaro a prescription medication or is it it's a supplement? Uh, no. Manjaro is a prescription medication, but people are paying $300 for the prescription to lose weight, not even gotcha. being diabetic. Okay. And so it's, it's like, you know, so anyway, I did it for a few months, and then immediately in the one month, it went down to 5.2. But anyway, I I have been getting products from Purity Products for like a couple years now, and the thing that I take is called a sugar defense. Are you familiar with Purity mm-hmm. Products? No, I'm 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 uh, writing it writing it down right now. Yeah, it's Purity Products, and it's um it says it. Helps maintain blood sugar levels, uh, and it's basically geared toward people who are in the normal range. It regulates glucose, digestion, and absorption. And then the other thing I do is I take a lot of cinnamon. Mm -hmm. And the cinnamon is supposed to really help, you know, regulate your sugar levels. And so, like, so I just that's just something that I just started dealing with. Like um, I had not, you know, like my kids, you know, of course, you know, type one and type two is totally different. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm thinking, and I'm not sure, maybe you know. So I would think that the type one is more of a genetic type thing, or like DN, you know, like transferred through hereditary situations. Um, I think they both are, but it's not, I mean, I think if you have, if you have a parent that has had, you know, diabetes, you're at a greater risk of developing it in, you know, and I'm talking type two. Um, Right. But I think type one, I don't don't think type one is, but but you know what, don't let, uh, let me not misspeak. Yeah, I really don't know. I know that juvenile, well, I guess with juvenile diabetes, they don't make enough insulin. And with type Mm -hmm. 2, you have too much sugar in your blood. Yeah. Um, So that's one of my. It's like the pancreas. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I just, uh, one of my very good friends in um, high school and and beyond, um, she has 
type one and she developed it, um, you know, as a child, but her, no one else in her family had um, a history of diabetes. Right. So she was, you know, it just kind of, you know, I, I think it just, maybe the body just, you know, just yeah. didn't work That's the, the right way. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because but you mentioned your three. mom. Uh-huh. Yeah, my mom was, well, see, it wasn't my mom per se. Okay, so my mom lived to be 100, and he, uh, no, not 100. She lived to be 97 years old, okay? So mm-hmm. um, she did not have diabetes, you know, all those years. Um, but when she turned, I guess, in the nursing home, so she ended up having Alzheimer's in um pretty much after I think for the last couple years was pretty much bedridden. So that's when she kind of developed something. She was not on medication for diabetes, but of course at 97, you know, what do you expect? You're bedridden, anything, nothing's probably functioning, of course, the way it should. So, I mean, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say that basically she had any diabetes at all per se, you know what I'm saying? Under normal circumstances, it probably would never even showed up especially the way she was always baking pound cakes and all kind of banana puddings and everything else. (laughs) If she had had a real problem with with glucose, I think it would have flared up a lot sooner. But it never, I mean, she didn't have any problem. And then my aunt didn't, but my mom did tell me that she had a brother. So my mom was born in 1912. And like I said, my mom had me late in life. And then my, she did tell me that she had a brother. Now, if she was born in 1912, then he was probably born like 19, I would guess, 16 or something like that. She did tell me she had a brother who at that time they probably didn't even treat any, do any treatment for that at all, being him being of the, uh, I guess, you know, he wasn't white. So um, mm-hmm. he wasn't treated probably with medication or given anything. And so he died at age seven, but she did tell me oh, wow. that that's what he died of. But, of course, there probably mm-hmm. was no treatment for him at all. And no one else in the family that I know of, no, nobody else. And all my aunts lived to be, her sister lived to be 97. My other aunt lived to be, I think she was 91, I think. Her brother, the other brother, lived to be 92, so all of them had long lives, and none of them had diabetes. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I was just kind of thrown off. And that's why, I, I mean, immediately I felt that the Lord told me it was a spiritual battle that I was in. Wow. Um, because it's almost like it's something that's in the bloodline, but it's not in the direct bloodline. You know, it was her mm-hmm. brother. And then on their dad's side, there was no one with ju- with juvenile diabetes. Not that I mean, no, not that I know of. Now I think maybe his mom had my ex husband's mom. She may have had a sibling that had it, but I'm not. I don't know for sure. I know mm-hmm. there are a couple cousins, first cousins on his side that are type two. But as far as directly through us, no. Yeah. And I'm just thrown off and. I just felt that the Lord was telling me that it was um, because, you know, you kind of covered your family and you spoke certain things and you know you knew things and you knew how to pray about certain things. The enemy didn't have access 
but when he but he has access or has been given some sort of access, and that's what's going on here. Hmm. So well, anyway, but I was yeah. encouraged today. I really was encouraged. I mean, he uh, he came over today. Because she was just telling me how he was over the last few weeks just so tired, you know, like she telling him just to pick up something. He's like, "Mommy, I can't. I'm too tired." And he was, she was like, "What is going on?" At first, oh, she thought wow. he was just being lazy, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, then you know other little things start happening, and then I think he wet the bed, and she's like, "That's not like Jonah," you know. So she took him to the doctor. My son ended up being the pediatrician that saw him, his uncle. So okay, <laughs> he didn't, you know, she said she could, I mean, you know, he was very professional with me when he was talking about it. It was like, I was almost like, aren't you going to show any emotion? <laughs> I was so, <laughs> but he was telling, because he didn't release it to me because of HEPA, a HIPAA or whatever, HIPAA. Right. And right. Um, mm-hmm. so he, he didn't tell me anything. She told me, she had texted me, like I said, I thought I was dreaming. And um, so he never said a word to me. So his, the mom said, yeah, I said, we took him there. And he said, I could tell his uncle was really kind of, she said, I could kind of see it in his face. It was 600. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So anyway, she said he was really like, you know, so... But anyway, as soon as he got over to the children's wing at the hospital, I guess they gave him IV and whatever, and it just went right back down. And the same thing had happened to my granddaughter the week before. Like, she, it went up to 500. And mm. um, she kept telling me her throat was hurting because she'd been over here a few days, and I was like, well, I gave her a bunch of vitamin C and some other stuff, and... I was like, is it still hurting? And then I gave her some ibuprofen and stuff. And she was like, it's a little bit better. And then she was talking about how she was hot. So she went to the doctor, and hers was high. So they sent her over there. And immediately when they gave her the IV and stuff, it went down. Um, But she had the flu. So when she had her onset, when she had her onset, it went to that. I mean, she had the onset, just like, so this is his onset. And, mm-hmm. but anyway, I, I'm just loading him up with, with all sorts of immune defense because I told his mom today, I was like, you know, just make sure you, that he stays healthy as much as possible. I know he's going to be getting stuff from kids at daycare, and but just keep his immune system built up because that's going to send it up. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It was just pretty. I mean, I can imagine when she probably went to the doctor and, you know, they told her, he told her that it was, you know, what it was. So I can imagine. I can't. Yeah. Oh, my. Um, And how, if you don't mind me asking, how old are the kids? I'll definitely pray for them. Eleven and three. Okay. my My granddaughter's 11 and he's three. And, uh, you know, I try to, I, I just really, maybe I'm too, too tough on my granddaughter because, I mean, I'll call her and I'll say, have you, because I, I've loaded her up with, like, vitamin, well, I told her I bought her some vitamin D3 and um, my my other son, you know, 
his girlfriend, he was saying, she was, she's a nurse, so she was saying, well, it's going to be effective, better effective if you take the D3 with it, with the vitamin C. So mm-hmm. I got some, some supplements that had the D3. Um, I think they left them here today. I'll have to make sure I get them over to them tomorrow. Um, the D3 with the vitamin C, and it had zinc as well. And um, so I'm on her almost every day. Like, did you take it? You know, then I'm also giving her, I told her to, you know, take cinnamon as well. And um, her mom had told me that um, some woman that she met uh, somewhere told her that, I I guess hers, I don't know if it was type 1 or type 2, but she's been doing a lot of stuff like with cinnamon and some other stuff, and she's not even taking medication anymore. And I know I had a friend um, that she was telling me that she started doing that and she was doing some other stuff. And the last few doctor visits that she'd had, her blood sugar was normal. And she wasn't taking prescription medicine anymore. Yep. Yep. Sure enough. Wow. So it, it God can do it, and I'm just believing God, God can do it. That, you know, yes. so... How long have you had it? Well, I will, well, you know, similar to what you had mentioned about your mom, um, I had my kids later, and my, with my last one, I had um, gestational diabetes. And so okay. it's been and about it well, 10 years. Well, it, yeah, so I was, so I had, for the third pregnancy, I had gestational diabetes, and then, you know, within a year or two, that progressed to, full-blown diabetes, Um, you know, and it wasn't like I didn't have any, you know, some particular incident. Like it's just me, you know, going to regular um, doctor's visits and they noticed that my A1C was high and blood sugar was high. And so at that point I started taking, you know, like the basic stuff, metformin, and then that number, the number, the dosage has gone up. And I also take, Jardiance, which is another diabetic medication. Um, and I've heard of Ozempic, which sounds like it's close to, what's it, Marjan? It's like Manjaro. Mar- Manjaro. Manjaro, yeah. yeah. Manjaro is um, very, well, yeah, and I think at first with my, uh, when I was doing it for a few months, it was like $100 a month with my mm-hmm. insurance. Well, I'm on Medicare, so, but anyway, um and because it's in such great demand, and I think it's one of the newest products out there, uh, and that people are taking it that are not diabetic, even with my insurance, it's gone up to $300 a month. I mean, I just wow. checked, I asked the guy, and he was like, well, you know, you don't need to take anything. And I was I'm just curious, so what's the cost now? And he says, oh, it's $300 a month. And I was like, wow, look at God. <laughs> He's just like, mm. you know, no, you don't need to spend $300 a month. He says, well, you don't need to take anything. He says, but, yeah, he says the reason probably it's gone up is because, so. I mean, my neighbor across the street, she is not diabetic. She was the one who told me about the metformin. And I was like, so I said, I thought that was just for diabetes. She's like, no. She says people are taking this who don't, that don't have diabetes because it causes you to lose weight. And, um and I was speaking, uh, you know, with the grandbaby's mom today, and she was basically like, yeah, she says everybody, 
she works in the bank. She says everybody in the office pretty much is taking it. Wow. And so when I was talking with the PA at my last visit about a month ago, he was like, yeah, he was like, they don't know what they're doing. Why? He says, I can't believe this. He says, and that's why it's $300 a month with, mm-hmm. with insurance. And, oh, without insurance, I was told it's 1500 It was $1,500 a month, and now it's going to be wow. $1,000 a month. So there's some people wow. around with some money to throw away. For real. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Well, I, I know. You know, I would like to get to a place where I don't have to take any medicine. You know, my my right. my diabetes is well controlled in terms of, like, my, you know, my last A1C was 6.0 and mm-hmm. um, my blood sugar is pretty well regulated. But I would, you know, I, but that's with, you know, me taking two medications. Right. So I would like to get right. to... I mean, just first of all, just to believe that God can reverse the di- reverse and heal from diabetes. Well, I know. Um, but also, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. me she doing my part too. Mhm. Yeah, she was taking metformin, and she it. I don't know what happened where she stopped, or if it got so low, and the, you know, the doctor was afraid that maybe just go ahead and take her off the medication. So yeah, I mean, she was taking from what she told me. She was taking metformin, and they put her on. And see, this was the confusing thing about it. I was thinking you weren't even considered, you know, uh, at risk unless it was over seven. She said they basically started her on this prescription when she was like point five or something. And then I spoke with mm-hmm. my neighbor who said she she's like eighty four. My neighbor, and um, she was telling me, you know, she's diabetic, and she was telling me that. That didn't used to be the case. They've changed that because she's been on medication since she was 50, and she's 84, and she's diabetic. But she was saying they've changed the, the you know, whatever the thing they do to determine that. She says cause it used to be if you were in mid-sixes or, you know, you weren't considered diabetic, maybe pre-diabetic, but not diabetic. And yeah. that's exactly what the lady was telling me who was taking metformin. She says, uh, I didn't even think I was because it was in the sixes. And she says they classified her diabetic and put her on metformin. And um, she she's dead now, but she didn't die from that. She um, mm-hmm. was something else. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it had nothing to do with kidneys. It had nothing to do with diabetes. But um, she, was t- um, she was telling me that, um, you know, her blood sugar became normal. And she wasn't taking medication anymore mm-hmm. for about maybe a couple of years. That's so, awesome. Anyway. Yeah. So well, I appreciate you sharing the information on the purity products. That's great. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, look that I mean, up. They seem we, to have, yeah, they seem to have some pretty good products. I mean, I um, before when it was just it was still considered a normal range. Um, I was taking, then I stopped. And it was in normal range. I mean, I was taking it then, and I saw a difference where it was causing it to be lower. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, yeah, they, they it's supposed to be a Christian-based company, if I'm not mistaken. But I used to hear okay. them all the time uh, on a Christian radio station. Uh, they used to have, because um, the one that I listen to now, they don't have advertisements. But it was some Christian radio station that I used to listen to, and they used to have a whole 
or maybe they don't even do it anymore, but they used to have a whole, like, program talking about purity products and the different things that they offer, you know, to keep people healthy and to um, keep them off prescription meds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate the referral. And uh, I will be All praying right. for your two grandchildren. Oh, thank you so and much. I thank you for uh, ushering us into the new year with uh, communion. Right. That was a great way to start things off. Yeah, I'm going to try to do it. Now, you know that you probably heard Prophet Randy does take it regularly. So I'm going to try to start just mm-hmm. doing a, a lot more regular, you know, the communion. I, I just, I was talking to that friend I was mentioning, mentioning to you, I was talking about with her son and I talked to her last night and she was saying that some other ministry that she has been acquainted with, they, they had, you know, uh, given a word about, you know, how, oh, and a friend, a guy used to pray with us. She was saying he used to do communion on a daily basis. So I felt the Lord was leading me that way. So this year I'm going to try to be faithful. I started out once before. So, but anyway, I'm going to try to be faithful to, I just feel like the Lord calling me to do that, to do it on a regular mm-hmm. basis. You know, I don't know. There's something that I believe he's, he's really trying to speak, you know, to me through that. So, but God bless Valerie. We're going to be believing with you God and, bless and you. knowing that God is hearing our prayers and you have a great start in the new year. Good talking to you. Okay. You too. Good talking to you. Good night. All right. Good night. All right, so I've got another caller. Let's go to 610-969. Angela Joy, who am I speaking with? Hello, are you there? Or maybe they went to sleep. 610 I had another caller on here. It looks like they dropped off. Let me refresh and see if I can... Connect. Six one zero nine six nine. Shalom. Hi. You kind of going in now? Shalom. Shalom. Okay. Hi. Shalom, Mrs. Lisa. Yes. (laughs) Prospero año nuevo. (laughs) Yes. Happy New Year. <laughs> it's Happy good to hear New you. Yeah, yeah, I just realized. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could call PGM. Oh, my goodness. God bless you. I caught yeah, I caught so... the tail end when you were talking about um, the generational stuff. Oh, That's yeah, what I'm so dealing with. Are you able to take communion with us? Yes. Hallelujah, awesome, right? Awesome. That was Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I just felt led to like start out, you know, this year with communion. You know, I yeah. we are just right in the midst of so much, you know, in the earth today that, you know, I, I I'm walking in with my armor tight. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Walking in with this armor fitted. Fitted. It's gotta be fitted. Let me pray for you, Lisa, and then let's talk. So, Lord, we just thank yeah, you I want to see Lisa. if I can we put on the the speaker uh-huh. and see if it works. Okay, thank okay. you. Sorry. Okay. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you for Lisa. And, and Lord, I just, I don't know why I see or what I see, but I just thank you for the fire that, you know, I just sense there's fire, there's fire, there's fire. And it's almost like you come through the fire because the the fire actually that I'm seeing is behind you. And it's almost like I just feel like the Lord said, I brought her through the fire and that you have crossed over in, uh, of, you know, you crossed through the fire and that what's ahead of you, whatever it is, no matter how bleak or how dark it might appear to be, it's like God wants to encourage you and to say, you don't have to worry about a thing. You don't have to worry that there might be situations that you don't understand. There might be situations that you can't see clearly. There might be things going on that you don't really have knowledge of, but you don't have to worry about it at all because I have already brought you through the fire. I've already done some things. I feel like the Lord is letting you know that he has done some things. He has even purified and sanctified and refined you coming through what you've already been through. And so you don't even have to be concerned about what's ahead because the refining fire, the fire of God that is on you, the fire that you had to pass through to get to where you are now, that it is, uh, it is it's giving you information and confidence in the God that you serve, that he's who he says he is, and he didn't miss anything. He's prepared you. He brought you through. He didn't just bring you through. He brought you through to bring you out into the places that God is calling you to. And even though you may not be able to see clearly what it is that is the next thing in line, it's not important about what's in line. It's about what he already brought you through that you've been prepared to go through once you get there. So, Lord, we thank you for Lisa. We thank you for this season in her life. God, we know that we are all in this place going somewhere that we don't know where we're going. But as long as we're listening to you, as long as we're directed by you, as long as we're connected to you, we don't even have to worry about it because you know the final destination and you know that if we stay hooked up, tied up, and connected with you, it is the best destination that we could ever have. It's more than we could ever dream of. It's more than we could ever think about because with God, everything is possible and is made possible in and through him. So we give you the glory, God. We give you the honor. We give you the praise because you're God and you'll always be God yesterday and forever. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Glory be to God. So how's it going, sister? Still there? Yes. I had you on speaker and I put you on mute. Okay. Hello. Happy New Year, everybody. Oh, I received that. I received that. So, amen. So be it. Amen. I'm just going to hold on to that. I came through it. I'm perplexed right now. Yes. Amen. And I'm just going to watch everything go down. I'm very perplexed about, um, about, um, I don't know. I hope I'm not being judgmental. Right? I'm really searching myself, you know, and um, I know. Like I'm really in a place of like um examination, you know, and um yeah, like assessing and searching and examining of myself cuz I just want to be um pure in my soul, you know? And mm-hmm. um there's like a lot of um 
questions I'm going like I'm I'm really wondering like how people don't like I'm I don't even want to say it because I don't want to come off like holier than okay I don't want to come off like holier than thou so please correct me I'm open for correction and my heart is hurting because I feel like people my loved ones and just people are not prepared in a place of consecration. Mm-hmm. And it and it has me questioning like salvation and um and where their loyal where people's loyalty stands and like when we really like do we really love God? And I'm very perplexed because I feel like People really do believe, and I I don't believe this, so please correct me. I believe in grace. I believe that we are saved by grace. I believe that there's nothing that we can do to earn salvation. But I also believe that you have to be in a place of repentance. I I don't think you can just be, like, um, in habitual sin. And I think that, that, that... some people are blinded. They don't realize, like, we have to be holy. And it's possible with the Holy Spirit. Not that we have to it be, is. like, perfect, but we have to be holy right. unto our Father. Yes, and I don't I get agree. it. Like, I'm going through some things with my family, and there's no support. Um, I, I know I don't need it because I have God, but I'm just so perplexed over like where our loyalty stands when it mm. comes to like like serve choose this day who you will serve and mm-hmm. really really laying our lives down and I come from a Christian family you know, and I'm just so, like, I'm not in that place of celebrating. My heart is breaking for sin. Mm. Mm. And mm. I'm just, and wow. Yeah. There's no, like, there's crises going on in the family. And I'm, like, instead of us, like, praying and fasting and seeking the Lord together and just living a life that is really, you know, true about who we say our God is mm-hmm. and the lost out here. You know, there's little girls, four-year-old girls wearing heels, yo. Like, this Jesus. world is, yes, this world is, we need to, like, come to our faces. Yeah, and repent on behalf of our loved ones. Repent on behalf of ourselves because you know we, we there's things in our soul. Mm-hmm. I was at I was at church on Christmas, and um, I got convicted because someone, a family member, came up to me when they were praying at the end. They were praying. I was in a place of prayer, you know, because they were doing an altar call and stuff, and I got interrupted. 
like for pasteles, which is like a uh, like a Puerto Rican food, like a food product, like they make it mm-hmm. for Christmas and everything. And I was like, and I was jarred, and I said, "What are we supposed to be praying right now?" Like, and then this family member was like, "I gotta go," and this is in the middle of praying the altar. I was shuddering because I said, "God, how many times did I do that? How many times did mm-hmm. we, we were supposed to be in a sacred place?" Just concerned about our own stuff. Meanwhile, little girls are wearing heels, yo, and makeup, and these are my little cousins and stuff. It's, like, horrendous to me. I don't know what's happening to me. I am in a place of weeping. Mm. I'm so perplexed. I'm so perplexed. Like, I'm like, is it really one day? Don't we save God? Am I bugging? Like, is it really just like, oh, ask Jesus in your heart and just churchianity, traditional? Like, is that what it's about? Because I have a fear in trembling. I have a fear in trembling. Like, people are not ready. And that's where yeah. I'm at. I feel you. I understand where you're coming from. I totally do. I, you know... I totally do, because I had been feeling, you know, similar things, too. And, you know, God just, I mean, I don't know if this is a comfort to you or not, but, you know, we continue to pray for those that their eyes would be open and they would be enlightened. But, you know, God, you know, I was feeling similar to what you're feeling now, and I just said, Lord, just comforted me and say, continue to pray, but continue to be in the gap, because, there are people who can't be in the gap. Why? Because they're not positioned where I positioned you. And you have been called to make up the gap. And that's why you're feeling, like he was saying to me, that's why you're feeling what you're feeling because your assignment, and I don't know, I just feel led to say the same thing to you. Your assignment, Lisa, is to make up the gap, you know. Your yes. assignment is to make up the gap, and that's where you are. Not everybody has that assignment, but you be faithful to your assignment. And, that, you know, and I know that I'm different. You know, I was talking to the Lord about that just this week, last week. I was like, God, I know I'm different. I know I'm set apart. I know there are people who are around me that are friends or family. You know, they don't understand me. And guess what God told me? And you don't have to give them an explanation for who you are. You just be who you are. You just be who I called you to be. You don't have to explain it to anybody because I already know who you are. And I set you apart so that you can make up the hedge, so that you can make up the gap. And see, you got to be different. The only way you're going to be able to do your assignment, Lisa, is to be different. You're not going to be one of those that are going to understand why they're doing what they're doing. You're not going to be one that's going to be able to participate with doing what they're doing. Why? Because you've been set apart to make up the job. And so all that I can hear the Lord saying to me is that continue to make up the head. Continue to hold your position because you are going to make a difference because you're going to stay on the assignment 
I've given you. You can't worry about theirs. Because they sometimes these people really can't understand what's going on. In the church. I was like, God, in the, in church. the church. These are elders. These are elders on the board. These are people who yes. run the food bank and former pastor's wives and stuff. I'm like, yo, yo, like, we got crisis in our family, yo. We got crisis. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. They can't. My grandfather taught us to be on our knees at four and five in the morning. Okay, like where do we come from? We came from. I don't. I just like. I'm. I'm just like. And I I can't participate in the nonsense. I can't. I can't participate. I can't. I don't. I don't even have. I don't even have a connection. I'm like what like. What? How can two walk unless they agree? What fellowship does light have with darkness? No, I'm, I'm just right there like, I'm just, I'm, I just don't. I'm like, wow, these our little cousins, our little nieces and nephews, grandbabies, great grandbabies. Some of our family has, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I am so perplexed. I'm like. I don't understand it, and I, you're right, I don't need to. I'm, like, disdained for following God because I used to be in the world and I used to be in the streets, and now that I follow God, like, it's like I'm more disdained for it. Yeah. Because I, I yeah. read the Bible, and all I do is talk about God, and, I, and I'm not trying to be holier than that. I'm not trying to be. I want to walk in love and gentleness and kindness. I just don't understand, like, what, like, what is this? What is this? We're making, we're making the Savior's blood, like, of no effect, and we're cheapening it. I don't understand. Well, the thing is, so, you just continue to stand, because, you know, like what I was saying about what I saw with the fire and what I was getting in my spirit about you were, was that you've been through some stuff and God has brought you out and the fire, not only did it, it refine you, but it changed you. And when there's yeah. a refining going on, there is a change because once there is gold a goes refining, it doesn't come through like it was. The, the stuff that doesn't need to be, praise God. I mean, this is really kind of confirmation. The stuff that it doesn't need to be in there is, is out because of the fire. And then I've been when born it comes again. out, right, when it comes out, it doesn't even look the same. It's changed. And it was like, that's what I've seen. You can't, I, I saw like, you know, like fire blazing in the background, but you were in the front. You had crossed through the fire. And as you go through the fire, as, as, when you go through, you're not going to come out the same. Things are going to be different. And I'll, I just sense to say, understand you're going to be different and accept that you're going to be different and understand that everybody is not in the same place you are. But what God wants to do, okay, because even think about it in the natural. When gold goes through a process, mm-hmm. even the natural will understand this is different. Those who look mm. at it, those that see the gold, they realize it's different 
from the way it is now than before it went through the fire. And what happened? People noticed. So it's almost like I want to tell you, Lisa, don't worry about it. Because they're going to notice that there is going to be, there's something different about you. And it's going to come to a time where they're going to desire the things that you have been processed through so that they can understand that's the only way they're going to see what they need to see. But they're going to be looking at you. They're going to look at what God has done in you. Why? Because you stayed the course. That you didn't flip over to their side. That you continue to move the way God taught you to move and how he showed you how to move. And so I, I understand exactly what you're saying because I have my children. They're not where I am. But I do tell you that I've noticed that they're noticing that even through all that they know I've been through, that I'm still standing. So there's got to be something different about mama. You know, mm-hmm. this is so important with me because it's so important to me that I live a godly life for my sons, for yeah. my family. Yeah. I have to. You know why? Because, you know, they saw the one in the pulpit preaching. They saw the mm-hmm. one in the pulpit, you know, talking and speaking, laying hands on folks. and But they see a difference with that one than they do with me. So I've got to I've got to toe the line because there are mm-hmm. people who are going to be needing me to toe the line because they're going to be able to see a difference from somebody who just talks the word instead of somebody who tries to live the word. Oh no, I'm not exactly. perfect, and I'm far from it. I'm far from it, but what I am is committed to the things That's of God. It. That's it. That's I'm what committed. I'm that's the committed, devoted, committed dedicated. <laughs> Amen. Yes. So that's don't right. worry about it. And submit it. And submit it. Because that's, the, that's yes. the first step. Submit, then resist. Then he'll flee. Yes. Like we're yes. in a spiritual battle here. Let's start with the first yes. one. Let's submit. Yes. Let's learn how to submit. Yes. Because it's yes. easier that way. The enemy has us tricked like the world is better. Nah, nah. Yeah. That yeah. is a trick. Because once course, you learn yeah. how to submit, it works yeah. out better. Yeah. And, and, and you're going you're gonna to get rewarded for submitting. You know, tell me a child who submits to the parent's authority doesn't get a whole lot more reward than the one that rebels. Mm-hmm. Huh. And don't you know that God is a better father than a natural one is? Mm-hmm. So don't worry about it. You know, because we can look right now at the body of Christ, you? and it literally is a disgrace to what's going on in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I think but it's a great divide happening. There's so much happening in the body of Christ. I mean, yeah. as I was talking to, I think it was Barbara earlier, you know, like, it used to be a time that, you know, people, they gave their word, and especially if they were of the household of faith, you would know, I can trust you because mm-hmm. you gave me your word. Now, the word like they would take it trust. seriously, right? Like, right. But are I, they don't, gonna, I don't but see that anymore. Going on? No. No, I don't think they're going to take the church as serious anymore. 
Mm-mm. And I'm not passing judgment on anybody or anything. It's just a natural fact, and it's been going on for years. You know, Prophet Randy even talks about situations, you know, because he's been on this merchandising thing for a long time. Thank you. And, 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 he's, yes. and he's called it out. You know? Yes. And, um, you know, and had no problem calling it out. So this thing has been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's who God has called us to be. And so even through the process of these years of what we've seen happening with the with the church, with the way even Prophet Randy was talking, you know, we've lost respect. Yeah. The fear the of the Lord needs to come back. That's right. The fear of I, the Lord. I, I, I don't understand it. I'm like, and I've been, because I've been, um, I've been doing that. I've been singing that song for months now, months, like probably over a year. Um, in Mercy Culture, it's like an anthem, the fear of the Lord. It's just the um, the spirits of God. And I'm just like, yeah, we need the fear of the Lord. The young people, there's remnants of revival. The young people are, are they may not look like the church mothers and all that, but their, their hearts are more... Um, like fervent, you know, like more mm-hmm. seeking, and right. I'm just like, wow. Like, if we have disaster in our family happening, because there's a the, the elders, they're up in age now, and um, you know, like I said, they all have you know grandkids and great grandkids and stuff. So I don't understand why I, I don't understand it. Why? When there was a call made for us to come together and fast, don't nobody want to do nothing. They want to be in the church <laughs> leadership, and they want to, like, I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, and they want to, like, do the busy work. But when it comes down to, like, that's your seed. The iniquities go down to the third and fourth generation. So, like, when I see my son, I said, okay, Lord. Where's, you know, what's my participation? And I know because I conceived in iniquity. I know um, I tried to have an abortion, things like that, you know. So I dealt with that. I dealt with that, put it under the blood. So I'm not standing there in condemnation or guilt and shame. However, it's recognition, acknowledgement to the open doors and what happens. Like, Mm -hmm. And the blood of Jesus is is enough, but we gotta we gotta apply that blood. We gotta mm-hmm. um, break those generational curses. It's a lie when they say, "Oh, there's no such thing." Okay, look at your life, then. What is it? What is going on here? I know well, I, I think have a lot of curses. people don't want to take ownership. Well, I think some people, and I've dealt with this, you know, with someone, uh, you know, they don't want to take. I mean, first of all they still have a lot of pride in who they are. So when they take mm-hmm. responsibility of something, yeah. because they're not, they're not operating under uh, the covering of the Lord, they're still operating and trying to operate in their own strength and who they are. So if they take mm-hmm. responsibility, they, it's almost like they're taking it as making them look a certain way in a certain light. Well, you shouldn't even be worried about what you look like in a certain light because if you've taken Jesus and you know that the blood covers you, you, you should have sense enough to realize it doesn't matter what you look like because what your filthy rags wouldn't even be even comparable 
to the blood. You're filthy. You're, you're filthy rags. There's nothing you can do in your own strength that can make you whole. Mm-hmm. It is the blood of Jesus. And if you can ever get that, but it's almost I've seen people with so much pride, they can't even admit generational curse. Because you're speaking, they yeah, you're speaking to me. Them. That's confirmation. That is confirmation. That's what it is. Because, you know, there's secrets in families. And my family, and I'm speaking it over the air. Yeah, I'm take, telling the truth and shaming the devil. There has been sexual mm-hmm. sin in my family, sexual abuse, molestation, and other things in my family. Mm-hmm. And it's affecting the well, youth. Yeah. It's affecting the, mm-hmm. the bloodline. It's affecting the bloodline. And mm-hmm. not only that, but that's the main thing. That's the main thing. And, right. and um, Puerto Rican is like, uh, I noticed that's a pattern. And the mm-hmm. Lord showed me about the um, colonization, conquistadores and stuff. And we're mixed. We're mixed people. Where we, It's called mestizo. It's like um, European, the natives that were in the, the islanders, the Tainos, and then the, um, the Africans, you know? And it's yeah. in our bloodline. So... <clears throat> Like, you know, Prophet Randy talks about it, too, with about the sexual sin and, like, um, in families. That's right, affecting right. the children. That's affecting the youth, man. And I think it's like, oh, we're going to cover it up and be church people, or are we going to accept the blood? Because some of the people already passed away. So um, my grandfather did the well, best he could to protect a lot. I, I know personally that there's people who um, they're going to take stuff to their grave. They don't care grave. whether or not they don't care whether or not the, the, the generation after them will benefit for them coming clean and renouncing oh, yeah, stuff. They told me my they're face. not going to open their mouths because they're full of pride. They're not going to release it because they're still caught up in themselves. They don't really have an understanding that what you do is going to affect the next generation. So if they come clean, it's almost like they, they also, just can't let people see that. Yourself, too. When I read my Bible, I said today, I said, wait a second, is it true? Because, you know, I said, it, I, I was just questioning, questioning. I said, is it true that our sins are forgiven um, past, present, and future if we're still doing them? I said, oh, mm. And that's all I said. Mm. And then I said, I said, because um, I, I, I was wondering about repentance. That's what I was wondering about. Or is it just like mm-hmm. come Jesus into my heart and then we just go to church and do whatever we want and live however we want. We don't even take our Bibles to church. Mm-hmm. But we have potlucks. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> I was well. I, I wasn't really. Going, I wasn't going off. I was just questioning. I was just questioning. I wanted to know if that was what was up. I said, "Oh, is it yeah. once saved, always saved, right? Just once saved, always saved." I said, "But I don't know no, about I, that." I was wondering about being born again because when we're, I said, "I, I, I was wondering about being born again because I thought that being born again is like you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away." And then also, I, doesn't yeah. it say all mm-hmm. liars? What about liars? Because I was wondering if um, if we can just live a lie and portray a lie and act like like I believe some people are really really deceived and deluded, 
And, like, they try to get you to get, like, especially with me because, like, these are the elders. And they think that, like, you know, because they see us as they were the youngins. And um, they just act like, like, we're supposed to go along with them lives. So I'm just like bugging. I'm over here bugging. Like wow. Like tell me, <laughs> tell me if that. It, please correct me because I didn't go to Bible school like y'all did. Well, so that's where I I'm mean, at. I wanted to know. I, know I want to know. I look at it like God looks at our hearts, and then yes. And I I just really think that one of the biggest things why people don't come clean is because of pride. They're just not going to miss. Yeah. They don't care who's at risk of That's what confirmation. You know, is down the line. They don't care. I mean, it's pride. And I don't know. That, that's the only thing I, I was thinking trauma. Oh, you know, trauma, soul wounds. Let's get healed. That's what I was thinking. That's where I, the track that I was on. And then, like, um, I've been fasting and praying, and I was like, God's showing me judgment. And I'm like, okay, I'll make sure it's not masquerading as an angel of light talking to me here. But God is showing me judgment in in the middle of the night and in the early morning. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, he's showing me judgment. So I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I've been having a feeling that Watchmen thing. So I'm just like bugging over here. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just felt we were kind of in, in that place. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, we have, we have the phone. We have no excuse. I'm like, we have the phones for our Bible. Like, we can, like, find out what's going on. Like, we have our phone as our Bible. Like, there's no excuse anymore. Like, People didn't even yeah. have Bibles, the persecuted church. Like, I'm just in a yep. real, I guess, a, a rare form or whatever they tell me. But I'm just like, wow, like, we need to see God, like, and see what's going on. And there's no excuse. Just watch whatever, well, you know, whatever, whatever, do whatever. And then... What are we going to say? Like, we have Bibles. They're going to, it's coming a time we're not going to be able to have Bibles. Well, you know, you've got to be at a certain level spiritually to understand that. I truly believe there are many people in the church that aren't really in tune like that, nor do they actually believe what's up the road. Yeah. I mean, I'm so that's, like, the, that's wow. the impression that, that I'm getting. I mean, because if they actually, and then I think there's a cloud of deception that is over mm-hmm. our nation, it's mm-hmm. in this world at, at this time, and it's probably even thicker than it's been before. And yeah. they, people aren't able or nor are they interested in seeing because right now, you know, I was thinking about me. I'm like I said, I'm older. I can remember, you know, growing up and all the things that are distractions today. We didn't have distractions, yeah, those that's distractions right. when I was growing up. So there's so much more in the earth that's drawing people away from God. You know, entertainment, mm-hmm. um, all sorts of 
you know, technology, you know, everything. So it's like the enemy has used these things to trap people and draw them away from an interest in God. You know, so um, I don't know, Lisa, but I, I do believe that, you know, you have been brought through to be I guess a that's witness. that fire you saw because, yeah. yeah, one day I couldn't even testify all of it. It's it's a lot of supernatural I walk in, and um, not, only, not only, like, the good miraculous side, like, the other side, too, mm-hmm. and... And I'm like, if this is going on, that's why I'm so bugged. That's why I'm bugging out. That is why I'm so perplexed because I'm like, yo, y'all don't see what's happening. And y'all ain't scared. Like, we need to get right. Because the devil's wreaking havoc and he's a defeated foe. So what's up? What is really up? So I had a family member tell me recently that, you know, they made it sound like, I said, well, you know, you read the Bible, you know, you know what's in it. And, and they had the audacity to, like, indicate those were Bible stories. Like, they don't exist. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have yeah. them. I said, do you know that, I mean, I said, okay, so you're basically saying that Daniel in the lion's den and Jonah and the, and the whale and Noah and the ark, you're saying those were just cute stories? You don't believe that mm-hmm. actual history of things that happened? I was, I was bewildered. So it that's was a good like, word. That's, that's a better word. Bewildered. The that's what it. now? <laughs> that's a better word. Bewildered. <laughs> I was bewildered. Yes. I mean, and I guess they were interact. They were intermingling that with you know fairy tales like Jack and the Beanstalk. I'm like, no. Jonah and the whale and, you know, Daniel and the lion's den is not some fairy tale like the jolly green giant or Jack and the Beanstalk. You know, but they were putting them all in the same category. Like these were some, I say, no, it's historic. It happened. Jesus walked the earth. And it wasn't some little cute fairy tale to keep you entertained in Sunday school. So you are know, they believers? And I think that's, that's my question. What now? I said, so it's not for you to answer, but then this is my question that I have in my heart. When things like that happen, like in my family, are they really believers? That's why I'm like, wow, God, is that what I need to do? Preach salvation? Because there's a lot yeah, of people well, I think are are not truly believers, like truly mm-hmm. Believers, like they believe in God. Okay, so let me put it this way. Maybe the better word is not really truly born again. They believe in God, but so does the enemy. So does the enemy. He believes in God. But like you said, grace, and I believe grace is sufficient, and God knows the heart. Um, That's why I'm just like, oh, there's all these traps. You know, there's a lot of trauma, and it's like I feel like I I deal with um, multiple personality disorder a lot because the voice be switching, the stories be switching in the same story. It's like to make mm. you crazy, they call it gaslighting, you know, whatever. Very, mm-hmm. like, narcissistic. Narci- I know that's an over, 
use words, but yeah, you but know, that's whatever. So it, it's true. And like that Jezebel is strong because I noticed that, like, how can a Christian be so against the things of God, but real, real sly and slick with like the controlling, the manipulating, like, and I'm, and I, I said, the, I said, can we lie to God? I want to know. It, does anybody <laughs> know if we can lie to God? Like, I just be asking questions now because I've been saying so much and I be getting attacked and um you know I took correction my my um my uncle he you know he's a pastor so he was just saying they're going to attack you so you know mm-hmm. um um basically you know he was giving me good direction and um wisdom yeah just to not you know but I'm like but that's not well, what you well, at least you question yourself when they don't attack you. Then you need to find out, well, hey, God, am I really, you know, being the light you need to be? Because if they're not attacking me, then something must be wrong. Oh, okay. I'm like, kumbaya, everybody. Come on, y'all. Let's worship and no. praise God and, and live together in harmony and pray and one for another and um, burden bear like we're supposed to and, like, really uh, walk this thing out like the Bible says the book of Acts that's where I'm thinking because I'm not going to the world with this message well I mean you I'm, gotta just, realize trying to, I'm just trying to do it in my own family so well, and I mean, they, they want prayer even Jesus had to walk the way we we're walking I mean I mean it wasn't like people mm-hmm. were like they only really followed Jesus to, for a lot of them just for the miracles I mean but yeah. as far as you know, they wanted the fishes and the loaves. Yep. A lot of them didn't want what he had to say. And so you can't really That's say true. that, you know, you really can't say that people were just like welcoming Jesus in everywhere he went. No. I mean, no. Yeah. So why would they welcome us? Yeah. That's what I said. I, I mean, said, y'all went the healing, but not the healer. Well, Yeah. I I wanna it, it, I really want to be able to like have like a community of true believers like in my family and I know I have to put that on the altar. But I yeah. really that's one of my desires. Like let's be true. Let's love God together. Cause one can put a thousand to flight. Two can put ten thousand to flight. We we've seen miracles. We see how good God is. Why can't we serve him together? Why can't we really, really honor our king with our lives? Because it's it's better. It's good. It's not burdensome. It's not like um like the living in the world is that way. But when you come to God, it's just good. It's to me, it's good. It's joyful. Right. It's peaceful. It's fun, yeah. Yeah, you catch it. You're gonna. I've been through so much warfare, but the 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 sweet spot, you know, like. And I, maybe they right. never experienced that. Well, that's what I was about to say. That's what was kind of leaping in my spirit is that pray for them to have a revelation. I'm being girl, but I'm gonna continue. And I believe once they have, I think that's so important. Is like why people aren't really where they need to be in God because they don't really have a revelation of who really God is. 
Yeah, they don't. I, don't think, I think once a person, someone gets a revelation of who God really is, they will, their lives will never be the same. But they have to have a desire for that. So, you know, my best, yeah. best thing I can say is to say pray for them to have a desire that they will have a revelation of who God really is. And once you have tasted and seen who God is, you won't be the same again. Like when Jesus met that woman at the well, mm-hmm. and he says, you know, you drink this, you ain't going to thirst no more. When they have a revelation of who God really is, they'll understand and they will desire more of him and less of the world. That's the key right there, that somebody would desire to have a revelation. And once they get it, I don't think they'll ever be the same again. Well, I'm you can't that come into the presence of God and leave unchanged. Not the real presence and revelation of who God but is. You won't be the same. It's you not like they so are crazy to me. You know what's what? so crazy to me? You know what's so crazy mm-hmm. to me? Like, it's like almost like, okay, they, you know, like I said, we, um, they grew up in the church or whatever, and um, my grandfather was the pastor. And um, but a lot of horrible things happened in Puerto Rico, in Puerto Rico. Um, some very, some very horrible things happened to them. So I think, like the revelation I was getting is like the 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 wounded soul. You know what I mean? Trauma and mm-hmm. all that craziness. So, but they also and so there's religiosity in there, legalism because my grandfather was very strict, and but they also experienced the goodness of God. You know, the goodness of God leads us unto repentance. They experience the goodness of God and they really want like like uh like they're quick to ask for prayer for this and that. Like, you know what I mean? They believe in God. But um but when it comes to like the presence, you know, like you said, like the presence yeah, you gotta of God do that. and a personal relationship like that 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 um, personal intimate relationship with Papa Dios, mm-hmm. um, Jesus, like that's what I noticed. Like that's where the resistance, the opposition, like it's not normal. It's not normal to be like opposed and resisted, and not only that, like thwarted and disrupted, and like 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 attacking. As a Christian, attacking the presence of God or, or someone's intimacy with God and, like, the worship place, well, like, they believe, yeah. you know what I mean? But when it comes to, like, that intimacy, they don't that have worship a place. of who God is. There is no way in the world that somebody would have a revelation and an awe and a fear of God and would yeah, dare, fear. you know what I'm saying, that fear, that that. that Revelation of who God really is that you were walking yeah, the in before awe. Him. Yeah, yeah, that's what they what don't have, and I they don't. Have I don't it. understand why they're opposed to it, though. It's one thing to like not really understand it or 
or like you know just I don't know like why would you be a an opposition of it? It's so weird to me. To me, it's demonic. You know, to me, it's straight demonic. It's it's a religious spirit that it like almost hates God. It's crazy. Well, there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of religious spirits in the church. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's just what the church is made up of. The brick and mortar mm-hmm. church. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's made up. But in order to have a fear and a reverence of for who God really is, you got to have a revelation of who He is. Yes. You. You. you and I had an encounter. Maybe yeah. that's why. I had an encounter. Yeah, you have an encounter. Yeah, that's different. That's what I'm saying. Once you have a revelation, you understand why you need to walk in fear and 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 be, you know, in awe of God. If you don't ever get that revelation, you never understand why you need to walk in fear concerning the things of God and His presence, because you don't really know who He is. Yeah. You just you know you know all you know all right? Say for instance. Somebody introduces me to some president or some king or some, and I don't even have an idea who he is. You think I'm going to walk in with a reverence and an awe? No, I'm not. I don't know who he is. He's just Joe Blow on the street. He could be the king of some great country. But if I don't know him, why would I walk in rare, in rare, in, rare uh, in awe of him and fear of him if I don't know who he is? So if they don't really know okay, who but today he we is, have Google and you can Google it. So there's no excuse for that. I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying that to in my head, right. in my, to the person, well, the people that I'm talking about. Like seek him, seek after him. It's like. That's where but my attitude not. is not good right now. My attitude is very, um, I guess, fleshly, you know, soulish, because I'm like, I, 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 I'm just like over it. I'm like getting my feelings hurt over people not loving God. And I don't think that's normal or, you know, right. so I'll take it to the Lord, you know, of course. <laughs> but I'm just like. I understand. What did you say? I totally understand. And you know what? You, you, you like. You just have to back off sometime and just watch God work. Yeah. Just, just give it to I'm God. Just, yeah. I'm not saying, like, I'm just, like, um, like I told you, my uncle got with me, thank God. He's a pastor, so, you know, they're, they're, they have a different, um, you know, they're different from the, um, the prophetic. So, they're yeah. more, you know, for the sheep and, and I'm just yeah. like, Okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but God's not telling me that. So, um, but I, I, I listen. I don't like. Um, I was listening to him, you know, and um, taking that correction, and you know, it was wisdom. However, I'm just like, but God's not telling me that. And I'm like, God, you're not telling me that. You're telling me you warn the people. <laughs> Time is short. Well, and he's telling and me Ezekiel. Yeah. You know how and, and, and was, you're, doing um, your, and you're doing your job. I mean, you do yeah. your job. That's all you do. I mean, if if you know, you do what God instructed you to do, and remember, it's left up to God. Yes, exactly. And you know what? I've seen him save 
I, I, I'm not worried about them making it in. I'm worried about them suffering the destruction of the flesh for the saving of the soul. I understand. I'm not, like, worried so much. I'm just, like, concerned because I'm a caretaker, too. So I go through it. When when my peoples are suffering, that's why I want us to get together. Like, our family is going through a lot. Like, there's, um, there's how many siblings are left? There's eight of them left. And, like, so there's a lot of everybody's out of those eight families, the elders, only one family is not suffering with major mm. stuff going on. Major. Mm. So the Lord had told me, like, in 2011 about getting the family together for um, repentance for the bloodline. And right. it's already 24 now. How many years is that? 13 years, you know? So um, you know how many children have been born since then? You know, because like I said, there's the great kin- the great grandkids are around now. So that's where I'm, like that's why I am um like hurting because like for the youngins for the youngins that well, you know like you know you may be the one <laughs> you may be the Esther. I mean, you know you don't. Well, yeah, know, I've been fasting you know, and and standing in the gap because he's giving me that um Ezekiel thing. So yeah, I mean, I'm gonna so continue, you like you being. said, the fire going through the other side. I'm gonna continue, but I, I am just being honest about that. My feelings are hurt. My feelings are hurt. Like I really am just like feeling. My feelings are hurt because I'm like, wow, we, like you don't love our papa. Like, come on, y'all. You know, that's how I feel. Like enough, or if you can't love. God in the way that, you know, because everybody has their own personal, like, do it for your grandbabies. Do it for your great-grandbabies, man. Like, if if, mm. if the human love is the motivator, whatever it is, do it. And God will meet you where you're at. That's how I feel. I don't say it to them. I just, like, I take it to the Lord, and then he shows me his heart. He says that that's how they treat me. You know, and and then I'm hurting because he's hurting. Right, right. Well, you know, you can just stand, you know, with faith that God has given you. And I just sense that, you know, as you begin to just continue to just be mindful and set your face like flint toward the Lord, that you're going to look up one day and that you're going to see that there's, a people that God has raised up to stand alongside you. But you can't be looking to the left. You can't look to the right. Mm-hmm. You've got to set your face like flint before mm-hmm. the Lord. Because with you looking to the left and the right and not at God, I believe I'm just sensing that God is seeing that as you're taking your eye off of him and putting yep. it on the people. And sinking, <laughs> and sinking, you know what I'm face. saying? Right. The storms are raging. <laughs> so that's what happens, yeah. yeah. I received that because like I know that's saying, true. Yeah, that I, I just sense my eyes on him. Set your face like flint toward him, mm-hmm. and don't be distracted about what is and what isn't going on. Yeah. And as he understands and sees that you are going to be faithful to 
keep your eyes on him without being concerned about what's going on around you, you're going to look up one day and there are going to be others standing by your side. And they're going to get there because you refuse to look to see when they were coming or where they were. But you're just going to continue to look to God and he's going to place them where they need to be. So, Lord, we just think. Amen. I receive that too. Thank you. Because that's what happens when I'm um, dancing before the Lord. I'll be like all over the place. And then I open my eyes and I'm like, oh my gosh. You know what I mean? When I'm in church, like in a public setting, I'm like over in the, like I'm like not where in the proper place, you know? So, yeah. So I can get wrapped up in the Lord and I will. I'll just get wrapped up in him. That's what you got to do. He loves them more than, he he loves them. He loves us. He loves us, you know, and he, like you said, he knows our hearts. And um, he he got a plan, and the devil's defeated. He's victorious. It's just the raging wars that are happening. It's, like, crazy. Like I told you, the supernatural stuff, the real strong demonic stuff that's happening, just a lot of turmoil and a lot. I feel like it's unnecessary. I feel like if we would just come together and repent on behalf of our bloodline and you know, just live a, a more, like you said, committed, you know, a dedi- dedicated life, then our mm-hmm. our our mm-hmm. loved ones, our offsprings, the young ones, wouldn't be having all these issues. Yep. You know? Yep. That's how I feel anyway. But I thank you, sister. Well, thank you. I had a, I had a, I feel better now. I had to let that all out because I was been doing, but I've been weeping for, I've been weeping. I've just been weeping and weeping for like, I don't even know. Um, oh, God knows. And all of the, all of he, the fall. He's got it. At least all of the fall. Yeah. And we're already in winter. So mm-hmm. I haven't well, been in that you go into the new year. State. Yeah. Just go into the new year knowing that. You're just going to trust God and you're going to keep your eyes on him. And I do believe, I just sensed in my spirit that as you continue to, you know, set your face like slant toward him, you're going to look up one day and you're going to be surprised at who's going to be next to you, who's going to be with you. And um, it's going to be because God's going to show you that you kept your eye on him and you trusted him. That it, It's a big thing with trust. You yes. trusted him. You know, because, you know, it's almost like, say, for instance, I'm going someplace, but God says, I, I got your back. But the whole time, I'm looking in the back, I'm looking around the, okay, and God is saying, but wait a minute. I told you to trust me. I told you I had it. What are you looking around for? So that's showing that you don't trust God to mm. really do what he says he's going to do. Because, you know, if you did, then you keep your eyes on me. Don't worry about what's going on. On the left or the right, because I got you. Amen. I got this. Amen. You know, so God, He looks at us and say, "You say you trust me, Lisa, Angela Joy. You say you trust me. Well, why you got your eyes everywhere else but on me?" Mhm. You know that doesn't that doesn't seem to line up. That's not panning out. Because if you really yeah. trust me, you're going to look to me. Because I'm the one who has the answer. You don't have the yep. answer, obviously. You know, so you best go to where you got the answer. 
the people back there don't have the answer because you're trying to get them in a place with me. So you better keep your eyes on me. Yep. And believe me, sister, I have struggled with that as well because I have a household of folks that don't understand, but I can see God moving. And I'm trusting him because when I, and you know what, a lot of times, Lisa, you know, he will move people away from you so you can't keep an eye on him. And so he knows that you know you can't see what they're doing. So you don't even mm-hmm. got to trust God for him. And that's what happened in my, yep. one of my situations. He physically moved the person away from me so I can't be looking around trying to figure out what's going on. I've got to look to God. And I believe God is already at work because I've seen some things because I didn't look nowhere, nowhere else but to God for the situation. So at this point, I wouldn't that. mind um, being away, being away because too much warfare, too much yeah. unnecessary warfare. I mean, it is beyond crazy, beyond crazy. And that's why I'm like, what? Aren't y'all, so y'all don't know by now that this is demonic and we're Christians. Yeah. That's what I just, I just would rather just um, be away from it all, you know, because it's like more effective when you're not in the midst of all the crazy, you know. It is. It can And then being that I I don't want to. Yeah, so that's why I pray too. I know he will because I'm standing in the gap, like you said, um, and I'm going to stand in the gap and, and continue to pray for my family but I just don't want to be in it. I don't want to be around it anymore. And I don't want to be, because uh, there's, like, no participation. Like, there, like I don't want to participate in the nonsense. And um, there's no fellowship. Like, there's no fellowship. Like, I, I feel like, I don't know. Like, there's no connection. I'm just, like, I'm just grieving all the time. And, and you know, you know how you just, I just fake the funk, like, just, like, here, okay, go on, but only to an extent, because then I can't handle it. I'm like, nah, not, I'm not joining in this party, because this is a devil's party, and so I wouldn't mind, I, I wouldn't mind, because I know God got them, like, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not the savior, I'm not God, like, right. I, last time, a couple of days ago, I'm like, no, you can pray, you know how to pray, how about you pray, you can pray, mm-hmm. Like, I'm in that mm-hmm. place, and that's not a good place, because then my uncle's like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, yes, I can, because they, like, why, why are you coming to me? I'm not God. Go to God. I don't feel, like, obligated if people are leaning on you and abusing you and, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel, like, obligated. I may be wrong, because, like, you know, he's like, you never turned down prayer, and I'm like, well, I surely did. And I'm gonna continue mm. to because you can people right? I'm not saying like I mean, an, um to always do it or whatever, like if somebody asks you for prayer. But I thought that's the place that I'm at. I'm like, Y'all yeah. y'all wanna come to me for prayer, but y'all no, you can go to God. How about this? Y'all go to God and repent. And then I <laughs> I um <laughs> I do I'm like I'm in that place. I know it sounds funny. But I'm just like, there is no more, like, it's like God is holy. Well, I mean, you can just let them know, say, hey, you know, 
I'm praying for you. And I know you wouldn't be just saying it just to say just because it sounds like it's something good to say. But, I mean, you can just let them know that I am praying for you. You don't necessarily yeah, have to I do am. a public I'm show of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't really have to do a public show of it. But you can let them know. I don't think there's anything wrong and maybe even would encourage them. You know, I am praying for for you. I don't have really have to do it publicly. I think they do. But. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm praying for you. Just you know, because I there are certain people that I know that say that to me, and I know when they say it, they're not just saying it as some cute cliche. They actually are. And um, I think they would probably understand that you wouldn't be saying it for just something to be saying something. You know, that you really are. You know. But anyway, Lisa, I believe that God is gonna Thank you know, you. gonna equip you and strengthen you and hey, it doesn't matter what it looks like or what you can't see. I'm just venting. Yeah, I'm, I'm in my soulish. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm 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 better. I'm just uh, but I'm gonna rejoice before I leave on that note. God is so good. God is so good, yes, and I'm so good. thankful because I'm like, wow, if I wasn't with God, I wouldn't even maybe be here on this earth anymore, and I'm just so thankful that we have a father that truly loves us, and he does have the victory, and he has a very good plan. He has a very good plan, like even with all the all the craziness that's going on right now. Um, yes. Like, he's still, like, uh, he has a good plan. He really does. He loves the youth. He loves the young ones. And um, it's, like, enough, enough, because this world is so jacked up. But I know he has such a good plan. And I'm so thankful um, to be able to be in the family of faith, you know? Like, I I really am grateful for that. Even though I go through yeah, stuff and no everything, but I'm so thankful. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be any other place but, you know, where God has me because I know even though I can't see the fullness of what's going on and what he's going to do, I can trust him. That's the whole thing. That's the whole foundation. Yeah, I can trust he trustworthy. that he's faithful and that he's going to get me through. So, All right, girl. Well, you have All right, thank you so much. Year. Starting Thank you. and uh, hope to talk to you again sometime soon. All okay, right, you too. All right. all right, God bless. All right, good night. Uh huh. All right, guys, that is it. it. Looks like everybody is gone. I want to thank you all so much for being a part of what God has done tonight on Prophetic Grace Network. Be ready to tune in for what God's going to do through the rest of this week because I'm telling you, it's on. Glory be to God. Love you all. Thank you so much. Tune in tomorrow for Prophet Randy and the other ministers that will be on. This is Angela Joy from Southeast Georgia saying good morning, good night, whatever it is, 2024. Be blessed. Talk to you guys later. Good night.